Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. Hanging with you till, I think, at what, 10 p.m. here on The Fan in New York City. Uh, and Sunday Night Baseball. Um, Emmanuel, that's a live shot of uh, Saint- San Francisco? Yeah. All right. Looks like that's going to start in a rain delay, possibly. Uh, Pete Alonso is the only Met to make the all-star team for the Mets. Uh, Lindor was a no, a no-go, which was kind of head-scratching, I thought. Uh, and for the Yankees, just a judge and Cole. That's it. Uh, so the Yankees just wrapped up a completely dismal road trip against two of the worst teams in Major League Baseball, the A's and the Cardinals. And it's it's, it's extremely disappointing. Um, in, in what you and I talked about this, this time last week, this was supposed to be a get-right trip. This was supposed to be a momentum-building trip and the Yankees finished the last six games against the A's and against the Cardinals, three and three. So I asked you on Twitter, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N, to summarize this no good, very bad road trip with an emoji, not a GIF. And uh, let me take a look and see what you said to sum it up. Uh, I've got a, a puke emoji. I've got a poop emoji, <laughs> a thumbs down, a crying face, an umbrella with rain on it. I'm not sure what that one means. An SOS, that was a good one. Uh, a face plant, uh, you know, taking your hand and, and slapping it against your face. Uh, so, yeah, so there you go. Um, not good. And the fans, hell, the fans are not happy. Okay? Can't take, this was supposed to be the, the get right trip, and it was anything but three and three against the A's and the Cardinals. Two of the worst teams in baseball. No excuses. Right? I mean, right? 877-337-6666. To the line one we go. Brian, in Manhattan, you're leading us off tonight. What's up? What's up, Danielle? Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, I just got a question about the Yankees. I just don't understand why um, they're going to McKinney instead of Stanton instead of those other guys that are batting a lot better than he was. Well, Rizzo and Donaldson were still on the bench, and he elected to go with McKinney. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I mean, Rizzo could have like easily hit a home run or something like that. And all the way he's been playing, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. And then with the with the Knicks, what do you think of defensive defensive tensile coming to the Yankees? Wait. Not the Yankees, but the Knicks. I'm sorry. Wait, start that over. You, you missed me. What do you think about the def- what? <laughs> Divincenzo. Oh, Divincenzo. Oh my God. Oh, we're gonna, I was going to save that for later. Oh, I, oh, I am so happy about Dante DiVincenzo being a Nick. I, I cannot contain my excitement. Honestly, now, does, does that does that Nick the deal about Harden possible Harden coming over to the Knicks? I don't think that I, Harden in the on a Knicks bench lineup roster would never happen because you right. have to think that he cannot like think about Dante the player Dante DiVincenzo is. I mean, the guy yeah. plays defense, plays hard. Sure. I mean. I like. I actually am in the minority here. I like James Harden. He is just not a fit on this Knicks team in right. the way it's, it's coached and managed and, and all that. And now, now they're known as the Nova Knicks. Yeah, the Nova Knicks. That's got. I like the alliteration. I do. Yeah. And then now, now we only have Cole that's going to be in the All Star game since Judge is hurt. Yep. 
I, I don't so, know what judge go. I'm going to be at the Yankees on Wednesday, and, and maybe if there's no answer by then, I will ask him, do you just plan on going, even though, oh, you know. Nice. Yeah, but we, we need him. I don't think he's going to come back for the rest of the year. I think he's good. I know. I, th- I think you just spoke something into existence that, that people don't want to acknowledge. Right. Oh, when he was celebrating with uh, Hermaine's uh, perfect game, he looked very gingerly out there. I know. I did notice that as well. But what are you going to do, I guess? Yeah, I, I know, Brian. And, and and hopefully Judge will be back. Hopefully. I mean, you saw that just the other day. I forgot what day it was. Uh, I'm, in, I'm on in summer mode here, so I'm losing track of days. It's been a time warp over the past week. But uh, you saw him just the other day throwing, right? Just, just regular throwing, resuming somewhat of a baseball activity. I don't know. He didn't want any any timelines on it after that, so I just have to wait and see. And um, by the way, just looking at my my calendar here, that that game is here at City Field. Now I'm in the Boomer and Geo studio where there's no windows in here, so I, I guess it's raining outside. <laughs> that game is not in San Francisco. That game is here, and it's uh, the tarp is on the field. So. Plenty of Mets talk I have on the schedule for tonight. The agenda the, the agenda for today, by the way, just so everybody's clear on this, the agenda for today includes, and, and wherever else you want to take it, but Yankees 3-3 three and three road trip against two of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, some things to change for the New York Mets. Some bonus content from my Thursday trip to City Field, to the clubhouse, to the field. Uh, and then uh, Dante DiVincenzo and Obi Toppin. So those were, uh, that's on the agenda for today. Well, what, what do you want to talk about? Let's go to Simon in New Haven, Connecticut. You're up on the fan, Simon. Daniel, ha- happy Fourth of July to you and everybody out there. How are you today? Great. How are you? Oh, terrible. We have got to get rid of Boone, and we got to get Judge back. I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. I mean, I-, I wish somebody would ask Aaron Boone one simple question. What is that? What is the obsession with grounding out and popping up all the time? I mean, is it a conspiracy against the pitchers? Well, he- I mean, he's he's not in the batter's box doing it, right? I know. I'm just saying, though. What's the upset? I mean, when batting practice comes, you know, they hit the ball like crazy. When the game starts, it's like they flip the off switch. Uh, that part, it, it, it's pretty inexplicable. I mean, I, he wouldn't give me any sort of answer. Oh, he said today, oh, they're grinding. A couple guys are grinding. That's it. I mean, he, he, I mean, Daniel, he finds a way for this team to lose. I don't know why they didn't just fire him. Yeah, but what, what happened today that he lost the game for them today? Well, he should have went with Rizzo. He wasn't even in the game at that point. He got thrown out in the third. Uh I mean, even when he does wrong, even though when he does the right thing, he still finds a way to lose. I mean, uh, listen, this is not an Aaron Boone. I, I, listen, I am not the hugest supporter, defender of Aaron Boone on the planet, but this one, it was not on him. He put them in a really good position to win today, it, it, especially managing that bullpen yesterday. He had best guys available, and, and uh, what's his name didn't go with him. Mendoza didn't go with him. Uh, there's nothing more he could have done today. He was out of the game in the third inning. Uh. Well, I still say that Judge is a gift from God. And I wanted to ask you, Daniel, before I let you go, um, do you think when Judge comes back, if he does come back, don't you think he should be better off being a DH or, or do you think he should play the outfield again? Well, that, and that's a good question there, Simon. And initially when he went out with uh, with the injury, uh, he was kind of sort of explaining, I think it was to Meredith, he was explaining it to Meredith or, or somebody, but he said that the fielding and the throwing weren't the problem, really. It was the fact that, Excuse me. That the uh, that the the toe that's been affected and, and whatever, it's on his back foot, like in the batter's box. So that's where the difficulty is is occurring. It's on his back foot, the push off foot in the batter's box, the twist foot, the rotate foot. That that's the problem. So uh, it, coming back as a DH, uh, you know uh, what's the. Uh, 
I'd rather see him in a field. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be uh, both. It's going to be happening at the same time. He's going to become a fielder and a hitter all at the same time. He's not going to come back as a DH first in order to get into the field. I think that's the kind of the wrong way to look at it. Because he said, I'm paraphrasing here, that, that the toe bothers, bothers him most while he's hitting. Not while he's throwing, fielding, all that. So as far as coming back as a DH first, I don't see it. 877-337-6666. We go to John and Suffern. You're up on the fan. How you doing? I want to talk about the complete ineptitude of John Carlos Stan. It's bad. What a bust. How do you feel? It, it's bad. It's it's. It, there's no other way to put it. I mean, you're looking at looking up and down this lineup where okay, Judge might not come back this season now, right? Initially, uh, I got the little tip in my in my DMs that he wasn't going to come back before the All Star game, and that worked out to be true. And so you're like, all right, look it up and down the lineup. Who, who's the guy to step up? John, who do you think the guys to step up would have been or should have well, been? Well, you, well, uh, John Carlos Stanton, yes. glass house, yes. has no accountability, and it just seems like he's content cashing his check. I don't begrudge any baseball player for getting millions upon millions of dollars. What I do, he, more than Donaldson, I guarantee you this, when on the homestand, if he doesn't produce, you – I'm not the only one who feels that way. People cannot stand him, not as a person, as a baseball player. Yes. He he was supposed to carry the team or not just do something. Yeah. And from your previous call, when Judge comes back, guess what? Guess what? You got to take – you got to DH him. That means Stanton's got to go to the field, the glass house. All he's doing is tying up a, 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 a roster spot at this point. And let's be honest. I mean, it seems like his best days are behind him. I mean, I mean, the, listen, you're not wrong, John. And Giancarlo Stanton was the guy that was supposed to speak. Not at all. I mean, the last seven games, you know, he's hitting 250. But on the season, that, I mean, that, even with that, it's brought his average up to a 195. I mean, on the season, Giancarlo Stanton has seven home runs. When was the last time that's happened? He has been awful. He's been flat out awful. For the Yankees this year. Flat out. And what are we, halfway through the season, right? So pretty much, on so double seven. He's on pace for 14 home runs. The worst of his career. Worst. The lowest amount of home runs he's ever hit in his career was, let me look real quick. I'm not counting, you know, 2019 or 20, of course. Let's go uh, 22, it looks like. Yeah, he, he could be on pace to, to break that lowest of the low. I don't know what's going on with him. Is he not physically right? Is he not mentally right? I'd love to pick the brain of, of his approach at the plate. I mean, and at what point, too? I mean, yes, the athletes are the ones out there with the bats in their hands, right? They are. But at what point? I mean, you look up and down this Yankee lineup, and it is dud after dud after dud. At what point? Do you bring the hitting coach in, Dylan Lawson, right? That's his name. Bring him in and be like, what's going on here? We have had an awful month of June, starting off July in the same manner. What's going on here? 877-337-6666, you tell me. Let's go to uh, Ben in Queens. You're up next here on a fan, Ben. Ben, you there? Uh Oh, we got nothing. All right, Ben, uh, I'm going to drop you here, and then give me a call right back. We'll get you right back on here, all right? 
Let's go Richard in Manhattan next. You're up next on a fan. Uh oh, we got we don't have Richard either. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, he's here. He's here. We got yeah. him. In the one year that Montgomery's been traded, has been traded from the Yankees to to St. Louis, his ERA is almost the same as Cole. Innings pitched almost the same. I mean, a little worse, but not that much worse. And you would think it would be unthinkable to trade Cole for uh, Bader. I mean, Bader's been a good player when he's on the field, but... Uh... Well, and then you look at their last three appearances, too. I screenshotted this. I mean, Jordan Montgomery, over the last three appearances, has had a lower earn run average before today. Before today, They've had the same number of hits allowed, just the same amount of strikeouts, pretty much, and Montgomery has just two more walks. I mean, this is a guy that if the, the St. Louis Cardinals are, are opening up shop, he'd be towards the top of my list for the New York Yankees. He would be. <laughs> He's almost as good as Cole, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this season you so know, far, maybe. Know, Danielle, you know what's funny? <laughs> I mean, this is a Major League Baseball. Didn't, I didn't expect this, but whenever a pitcher is pitching, well, obviously a perfect game, but even a no-hitter, there's two things you got to think about. Whether he's going to pitch the no-hitter or a perfect game, mm-hmm. or whether he's going to be able to go to nine innings, or has he thrown too many pitches. Right. So in a funny kind of way, I find that amusing. Like, uh, well, I think there was yeah today's game right. Uh, Montgomery had a no hitter for a while. Through the know? sixth, two outs into the sixth inning was the first hit for the. Right, Yankees. and we were count- and they were- and on the radio they were counting the pitches. You know that's a good thing. You know in the old days, I'm talking forty, fifty, sixty, fifty years at least fifty, fifty five years ago, the announcers of Phil Rizzuto, Bob Murphy, Lindsey Nelson. Never would talk about a no-hitter. Mm. Never. Maybe, maybe the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. They'd bring it up when the fans were, you know, clapping or something. Mm-hmm. They would never bring it up. But nowadays, uh, you know, Daniel, with the firing of Jeff Van Gundy on uh, ESPN yeah. Basketball, I, I find, you know, I can care less in football about Tony Romo. I can. I like. Less. I like Tony Romo. I, I do. To me, as an old timer, I don't. I don't think he hits anything. I mean, he knows a lot about the game because he was the quarterback. So him telling me the next play where it's going really doesn't mean much to me. He should be able to tell body alignment. But I don't. You know, I don't get anything by his. Uh... See, Van Gundy had New York humor. The saw he was a he was an analyst analyst version of a Marv Albert, even though he wasn't a tr- professionally trained board broadcaster. Mm-hmm. He was sort of a curmudgeon, a smart alecky, uh, you know. Uh, he was, you know, he brought out things like in a New York way that I understood. And then you had Mark Jackson from St. John's and Breen when he did the games with them. Yeah, but he he, he won't be out of a job for a long time. Yeah, but but the combination of those guys doing the big New the yeah. big games. If they did a Golden State L.A. game, it felt like a New York game because the announcers were see like guys like Tony Romo, they're bland. Even Phil Simms. What? Who I there's, love. Richard, there's no way you can call Tony Romo bland. I think he's hilarious. Oh, I don't see. I don't. What? Nah, Richard, you, come on. He's, he wants. He's, he's that insightful? He's that... Yes. I, listen, Richard, you're yeah. barking up the wrong tree here. I love when Tony Romo does games. I go out of my way to watch Tony Romo broadcast the games. I do. I feel like every time I watch a game with him, I learn something. And there was one day, I'll never forget it, that it was like the closing minute of a Jet game, and they were, of course, going to lose, and, and I had it on in the living room. I was, like, doing whatever in the kitchen, and I heard him say and, uh, something like, uh, hey, Jim, uh, did you know that uh, with this loss, it, something, I forget what the joke was. I have to really think about it, but he made a joke about the Jets possibly, like, either winning the game or maybe sliding into a playoff spot, and, and Nance was like, really? And he was like, no, I'm just kidding. The Jets aren't making the playoffs or whatever it was, and I laughed out loud. 
I, I watch Tony Romo and I and I enjoy it. Every, I've laughed out loud watching football. I feel like, and I also feel like I learned something. So I I I love when Tony Romo does games. So Van Gundy, by the way, he won't be out of a job for long. And, and I get it. And and I and I like him too. But uh, it's unfortunate what happened over there. It is, and I, and I can't comment on that really. But it's unfortunate. Uh, we go to uh, Rick in Tampa. What's up there, Rick? Danielle, what's up? Happy Fourth. Yeah, Happy Fourth to you too. Yeah, I mean, I was working today all day, and you're uh, working as well. Nice to talk to you. The, um, you know, Pat Summerall and Madden, are, I go way back to them, and I am an old-timer. But, but must-see, I love listening to Tony Romo because he has something that, that guys don't. And I hate the Cowboys as a Giants fan, yeah. and I never rooted for him. But I always liked him as a quarterback, even when he played. So, because because he always chokes, but <laughs> I liked him anyway. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's he's great doing play by play. I agree with you a hundred percent. So I, I definitely uh, would listen to him in a heartbeat. He does a great job. Uh, so that's my little football note. Back to baseball, the Yanks. You know, Montgomery also was out. I think of uh, four or five weeks last year. He was hurt and stuff. Cole doesn't get hurt, so let's give Cole some credit there. But. I have to say this, and I battle every time with my son when Cole is his guy. And, and every time Cole pitches, it seems to be a big game. It seems like we need him to do this. I say, can, can Garrett Cole say, you know what? I know he knows Jordan Montgomery's pitching. I know the team has going into these laps and slumps of scoring, which I, I know we're going to get out of, and I'm positive because of our, our pitching staff. Can I just match the zeros? That's all I ask. And you know what? If I get out in the sixth, seventh inning and the bullpen comes in and gives up a couple, so be it. Let me match those zeros. That's what I wanted to do. And I was teasing my son saying, come on, why can't he match Montgomery? And he's getting all mad. Two runs is enough. We should win the game. But you know what? That's it with Garrett Cole. I wanted to see him match that, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not too far crazy thinking that, right, Danielle? Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, all right, so – We'll give that game, and we, we lost. But I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the way the season's going, though. I really think we're going to have a good rest of the season because of our pitching staff, because of our bullpen, which is the best in baseball. And going into the summer, like last year when King went down and Holmes went down, well, they're not going to go down this year. With everybody coming back, and I'm excited to see Rodon come back. It's going to be special because of the pitching, and I think the hitting will come around. But, Stan, you know, I think, Stan, we should do the Bobby Bonilla thing and just say, you know what, we're going to pay you, what is it, a million bucks a year for the next just to 40 disappear. years, and we'll <laughs> see you later, right? And we'll have a Giancarlo Stanton day like they do with Bonilla over Oh, no. Oh, no. But, but, Rick, you sound real confident in this starting pitching. The bullpen, I agree with you, is be- is the best in baseball. It is. But this starting pitching – to me, I, I, it's a big question mark to me still. No, you know, it's not. It's a question mark, Danielle, because of Rodon. Yeah. If he comes back and pitches good, which I'm, I'm banking that. I put my cards up. He comes out, pitches well. Then we got Cole, and we got Rodon, and then you have four guys, three guys, battling for the third and fourth spot going into the summer because you're going to use three pitchers maybe four when you get to the playoffs. So you're going to have Schmidt, who's pitching very well. you got to admit, he's doing okay. Uh, Severino. Severino's got a 6-3 ERA. It's just wildly inconsistent. I'm, he's going to be the man out. Nestor, and me and you have talked about this before. We, we've been on Nestor. I think he's going to come back stronger than ever. 
No limiting innings worry because he's been away for a month, two months, and he's going to come back and set himself up nicely. And then you're going to have Schmidt and Domingo Armand. We, we never know what we're going to get, but we know what we can get, right? So I'm okay with that. And then we have a bullpen. If you have Cole going six, seven innings and, and Rodon getting up there as well, we have a bullpen that two out of four pitching can, can come in in the fifth or sixth inning and be lights out. Yeah. So I am not so – I'm not concerned about it, Danielle. Oh, I Rick, you are an eternal – you're an eternal Listen. optimist. And, and I, I, I hope you're right. I do. I hope you're right. I hope there's something special. Um, and the Yankees are in a better position than the Mets because the Yankees – are in a position where they have reinforcements coming, like you outlined, a Rodon, you outlined, Loisega even still. So the Yankees are, are in an okay position. The Mets are not. All-star selections are final. Hot off the press, pretty much. We'll figure out who, which Mets and, and which Yankees are headed to Seattle. Coming up after this. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to the fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. With you till 10 p.m. Got a long way to go. I love it. New York Baseball All-Star selections are out, hot off the press, representing the Mets, because you know every team needs to be represented, representing the Mets with his third All-Star selection of his career. Pete Alonso for the New York Mets. He's going to Seattle. And for the Yankees, two players were selected. Aaron Judge as a starter by the fan vote. And the pitchers are done always a little bit different. But that is Aaron Judge's fifth All-Star selection. Garrett Cole was also selected for the Yankees in his sixth All-Star selection. And when you think about particularly the Yankees in the, in the All-Star game, it's the first time that the Yankees, since 2013, so like, what, 10 years. It's the first time in 10 years that the Yankees only had two all-Stars. Only two All-Stars in, for the first time in 10 years. Now we've got Rami behind the glass tonight. Rami, do you consider yourself a Yankee fan or a Met fan? I'm a Yankee fan. Do you know who those two starters were in 2013 for the New York Yankees in the All-Star game? If I had to guess, so was that the that was the year before Jeter's last year, right? Or was that his last year? Before it, I believe. It was okay, 2014, so he was, I think. So he was hurt, right? No hints. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> 2013. It was the last time as few as two Yankees had made the All-Star game. This year, it's Cole and Judge. 2013, it was? I want to say A-Rod. No? <laughs> was Curtis Granderson already on the team and playing well? Was Cano still there? Mm-mm. Cano was there. Cano right, was one of go. them. Uh, maybe Teixeira was still good. How about Enter Sandman? Rivera. Rivera. Right? Does that count as a starter? I I know just two all stars oh, in general. Period. That's yeah, all they period. have this year. Yeah, Yankees have two this year. Cole and Judge. Last time that happened was that's... 2013. Cole Cano and Rivera. But when you look at the roster, that's not shocking, right? Right. Yeah. I right. think somebody talked about this. Uh, it might have been Keith who was like, "What's more shocking? The lack of star, the lack of all star caliber talent on the Yankees roster, 
or the many all-star caliber players on the Mets who are not playing like all-stars? I think both of them. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is has all-star caliber. It's not like the Yankees are devoid of all-star talent. Well, Mayhew has been an all-star. Stanton. Yeah, but look at the guys who are in the lineup today. Rizzo. Right? I mean, McKinney and, and well, Bowers and stuff. Yeah, but it's so, not like they're not on the roster. They exist. Right, I guess. They're there. They're just not performing. True. You can't count them out. Can't count out Rizzo and all these guys. It's just not performing. It's not that they're not all-star caliber. You can't you can't say that about the Yankees roster. Come on. Let's go to Shelton, Connecticut. Kevin, you're on the fan at 877-337-6666. Hey Danielle. Happy fourth. Hey, you too, Kevin. Thanks. How about how about our Devils uh re signing Timo and Brat and picking up to Foley? Yeah, and, and Bastion's back too, right? I thought I saw. Uh yeah. Yep, and the cloud, and as well. Yes. So, yeah. So the Devils are running it back, right man. Buttons. Yeah, for yep. eight years for a couple guys. Yep. So that's good. Um, quick point I wanted to make about the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with McKinney and Bowers in the lineup, I it, it's it's just disappointing to me that they didn't make a better push at um, keeping Benintendi. Oh, don't even get me started on that. I'm so with you. you. Know, guys, he he's he's batting 280 this year, you know, which is much better than three-fourths of the roster. I know. Um, And I I really think the Yanks have to figure out a way to get Nolan Arenado in in the Yanks uniform. I don't know what they can do with a lot of the guys they have locked up, like DJ or uh, Donaldson, but get Nolan Arenado in the Bronx. I mean, I'm just trying to look at how much is remaining on this guy's contract because I'm sure it's a lot, and I'm not sure the Yankees going to do that. Let's see. It's, it's it's five years. There's going to have to be some things moved around, but for sure, really he's owed 24 million next year, 21 the year after that. I don't think the Yankees would do it. It's it's going to be tough, but if it's not him, they really need to get a veteran, all-star caliber bat in that lineup because scoring one run, two runs a game. It's, it's not going to cut it this year. It, it hasn't cut it the last couple of years in the playoffs. Correct. Yeah, correct. And you don't know about Judge when he comes back. If you know? if so. he comes back. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you, but I'm not sure, Kevin. Who would you move for a, a Nolan Arenado? That's the thing. Who would you move? If you could, I would trade, I would swap DJ for him. I don't think DJ. Yeah, and the Cardinals are going to laugh at you if he, if that happened. Who else? If there's, if there's any prospects that you could move with that deal and and just with a dump. But I don't know who the Yanks have in their farm system. This is another problem with Cashman. You know, all he heard about was Volpe for the mm-hmm. last two years, but mm-hmm. nobody else. Well, you got Jason Dominguez. I'm sure you heard of him. He's the number one overall prospect. You got the Austin Wells, who's apparently a stud catcher. But that's really it. <laughs> I mean, really. So is that going to get the job done? A Dominguez, a Wells, and a DJ LeMahieu for Arenado? Not with that contract. I don't. I don't know where else you could get. Uh, uh, who's going to be available? Well, so. that's the thing. I know, and it's and Kevin. That's it's a good thought because Arenado's a fantastic third baseman. Fantastic, but don't forget you've also got Josh Donaldson and his monster contract blocking the deal. Uh, it's it's. I don't see how it's going to work. It's a great idea. He's a great player. He's hitting almost 300 on the year. The Yankees could obviously use that. I just don't know if that's the fit. But getting back to your original point in Benintendi, I mean, man, the Yankees wouldn't pony up 
How two million? What was it? Two million dollars more to go and get him? A, a, a tried and true left fielder, which the Yankees are severely lacking this year. A guy who hits for I mean, Ben Intendi was a perfect fit here. He was a perfect fit at the trade deadline last year. He would have been a perfect fit long term here, and he just they just didn't do it. And I don't want to hear he didn't want to play in New York. His grandfather, he told me his grandfather lives not far from here. Yes, and his grandfather's still living, and he watches the Yankees and everything. It would have been perfect. So don't tell me he didn't want to come back here. Don't tell me Ben and Tenney didn't want to come back, and that's the reason why. Go Tommy in Bargersville? Tommy, where's that? That's in New Jersey, Danielle. Oh, let me see. I Bargersville, New Jersey. Hmm. We're out in Somerset County. But I'm a transplant. Uh, I'm a Jersey City kid who got stuck in a in an area where well, it's nice, but it's not my home turf. Anyway, I just wanted to go into the fact that I um, the judge injury I suffered through uh, something very similar, and what happened with that is I eventually had to have surgery. Mm. I think by the fact that they're being so cautious, and he's a bit. I'm six two, two two twenty, two twenty five. I was, you know, sport head. Uh, it started with turf toe, okay, because I played ball and I wrestled in college. But what happened here is it never got any better. Eventually, they filleted my foot like a fish and stuck a plate in and three screws. Uh, it's, it's healed now, but it took me six months mm-hmm. and also complicated the issue because they put me in a boot when I was, uh, wasn't correctly diagnosed at first. And what happened is I got severe sciatica from the fact that I had to walk with a boot on, and it just disrupted my whole gait. And he's a big guy, and big guys have big problems. So I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to that point, but I'm just trying to relate to it in the way that I experienced it. Yeah. And well, it was painful. Tommy, and, and thanks for your personal experience there, and I hope, I hope, I hope that you're wrong. I hope there's no surgery involved. Or needed for Aaron Judge because if that's the case, I mean, would you would you be looking at not even to start on time for next season? Probably. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. But I mean, uh, let's not go into this spiral of worst case scenario. We can't do that. But the Yankees are going to have to have a clearer picture of what's going on with Aaron Judge before this trade deadline. They're going to have to have more than just well, we're we're testing it out. We're seeing it. They have to because you would think the Yankees are going to be buyers at the deadline. You're going to have to try. To replace him, I know you can't. But you're gonna have to try because what's what's cutting it now? I mean, Yankees are three and three over the last six games against two of the worst teams in the league. Now, if that's not a case for Aaron Judge to be the most valuable player, I don't mean I don't know what is. Is this team is like 500, literally 500 without him? Oh, I don't even want to start to 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 think about that. We go to to, to Don in Linden, New Jersey. You're up there, Don. Go ahead. Well, how you doing? Um, well. One thing, the Cardinals did win a series since mid-May. They beat the Mets. Who else? <laughs> oh well, that, I I got that little nugget from the the Yankee broadcast on uh, on, the, yeah. on the radio. So all right. Anyway, uh, you know the fellow who called before, waxing optimism. I'm a Mets fan. The Yankees are probably what they are now is what they'll be at the end of the year. Minimum 85, maximum 92 wins. And I'm an old timer. I've followed baseball 65 years, uh, and a playoff team in all likelihood. Maybe they'll do better this year in a somewhat of an underdog position. As far as the Mets, I mean, all I'm, the, only, the only goal I have left is to somehow scrap your way back to 80, 
taking two wins and be a winning team. Uh, and let's see what happens next year. Miracles can happen. I, I understand that. <laughs> you got to believe, but, right? But you know, the Cardinals, by the way, lumping them with the A's and like the Yankees should clean up. They're not a true last place team, even though their record is, is you know, dreadful, worse than the Mets. Well, wasn't it Parcells that said you are what your record says you are? Yeah, I know. Remember three years ago, they, they racked off 16 in a row in August into September and had a vaulted into a wild card spot. And they're always capable of that. Yeah, it's true, but the season isn't over. So they're not a pushover. The A's are a pushover. Yeah, the Yankees but, almost won. Okay, but, but you're not, they're not going to be making the playoffs. They're not going to be winning their division. That's first. So like 10 games out. And when you look at... The, the NL wildcard teams and how they stack up. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're the eighth team. They have seven teams to leapfrog over. That's like, that's a lot. Mets are not going to make the wild card. No, I'm talking about St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, St. Louis, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I think they might be behind the Mets. They but, are. Uh, they are. Uh, yeah, you never know. It takes. It would take a, an incredible run, and they're capable of it, but there's a lot of time left, but uh, it does happen in baseball. You guys, know, 73 Mets, you know, can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to conclude this with one non-sports comment, if I may. What's that? It might not even be appropriate, but... Oh, well, uh, let's see. we got to get the dump button ready. Go ahead. No, 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 not at all. I just listened to a Staples commercial before, while I was on hold, saying it's back to school time on July 2nd <laughs> when school just let out last uh, week. Yeah. So that's enough. I've seen it. Middle of July is one thing. July second. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I every time I hear the phrase "back to school" and I'm not ready to do it, I I turn the change the channel. I lower it. I, I can't do it, Don. I'm with you. Kids have a week off. It's not even the fourth yet. I know. Listen, Don. I'm a teacher, and I, I this is my first week of freedom that I just enjoyed and hard earned, well deserved. And uh, yeah, I can't listen to "back to school" anything right now. No. I know. Anyway, you do a great job, and let's hope. All I'm hoping for is 82 wins. Maybe we'll get that. Hey, we'll see. You never know. Hey, hey Don, you never know. You got to believe, right? But, man, back to school stuff. I have PTSD from that. Oh, listen, I'm not even. I'm still in, like, work mode. Like, I haven't even relaxed yet (laughs) at all. And, uh, you know, that's like when you go to, like, um, whatever store, name your department store, and you see, like, Christmas stuff out in, like, August, like that's... But that I don't mind. It's good vibes. Usually oh, right after the no. summer, it's the next thing to look forward no, to. No, it's not. It's 90 degrees out in September, and you're looking at Christmas trees? Come on. Yeah, but back to school stuff. It's oh. like, it's been, he's not wrong, though. It's been getting earlier and earlier every oh. year. Oh, it's awful. It's like, let's just put out... Why don't we just have a, a section in, in a department store where we have everything all out, so you can get whatever you want whenever you want to get it. Yeah, it's called the sale department. <laughs> <laughs> the blue light specials. Anyway, I'm Daniel McCartan here, and maybe, maybe, potentially, the Mets might have some blue light specials uh, coming up before this trade deadline. But did you watch the Steve Cohen press conference the other day? I'm sure you did. I'm sure we all did. Can you tell me why Steve Cohen is so married to Billy Ineptler? I'm Daniel McCartan, and I really, really want to know because I'm a smart person, and I cannot, for the life of me, Figure out why he would want such a clueless man spending his money and, and, and heading his cherished organization. Let me know. 877-337-6666. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to the fam. 
My name is Danielle McCart. We're hanging together, you and me, till 10 p.m. And, and yes, while the Yankees split a, a, a you know two series that really against two of the worst teams in baseball. Really, let's be honest. Two of the four worst teams in baseball. Uh, they they went three and three on this road trip. Not great. I did want to inject some Mets as we is are still in a in a rain delay. I'm not really sure. I don't have any windows in the studio. But uh, my question is this: I'm not I'm not so sure why Steve Cohen is so married to Billy Ineptler, and it's kind of weird to me because you know in, in that press conference there there were like two or three head scratching moments for me in that press conference, and you had. You know, one one of which was was Steve Cohen was talking about retooling the upper management of the team at the season ends, and he he said something that actually made me like grit my teeth as I was watching it, and, and he said, "This is a quote: My view is Billy will be a part of that. At that point, I'd have enhanced my management team." I'm sitting there like. Why would you even include Ineptler in any sort of future plans? Have you seen what he's done with you? With what you gave him? Come on. Speaking of All-Star, by the way, Brianna Stewart is representing the uh, the New York Liberty in the 2023 All-Star game in Vegas, out in Vegas. Um, but number two... There was there was there was a question to Steve Cohen from a very good friend of the show, Tim Healy from Newsday, and the question was about the job security of the general manager and of the manager. Will they remain in their jobs? Was basically the question. And Cohen said, "Absolutely." That's a quote. And then he expanded and he said, "The reality is, it's not going to solve our problems, and I think in some ways it can be demotivating." I'm trying to be thoughtful about this and not reactionary. Well, actually, I think the opposite. You're, if I had it my way, lame duck general manager is about to wreak havoc on your team before the end of this month. Letting, who, I mean, letting him go to me kind of signifies that you are not afraid to right the ship once it veers like so severely off, off course. And it tells me you are not going to take, you know what, from anyone. Or it tells me that you're not going to let things fester. What's that say? I can never get these right. A fish rots from the head? Something like that? That's the expression, right? Well, the decisions that the head baseball decision maker for the Mets, Billy and Epler, have had this composition of this Mets team rotting for months. I mean, I go back to the designated hitter that they needed at, in, over the past summer that they didn't get. The bullpen that they needed to address, and they didn't, and he didn't. More specifically, he didn't. And number three, I look at this quote from Cohen, and, and I laughed out loud. And I shook my head as I was watching this, and I said, and he said, I was lucky enough to have found Billy two years ago. Great. You know what? Sounds like a match made in heaven. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, and sickness and health till death do them part. Mets fans, it's time. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Taylor Swift, right? 877-337-6666. This is your mouthpiece. Speak now. Because Cohen also said the biggest mistake you could make is to go hire somebody and set the organization back five years, ten years. Well, little does he still know that that man is already on his payroll. Billy and Epler. And look at the, I mean, point to no, like, the most recent move. Trading Eduardo Escobar, who hit, right now for, for the Angels, he's hitting almost 300, okay? And that's Billy Epler's old team, by the way. And then he got back two pitchers for the Mets, who... Their highest baseball experience is at the double-A level. They've both got injury concerns. They both projected to have a ceiling of back end of the rotation and fifth starter potential. 
And, and those aren't my words. Those are directly from their Major League Baseball scouting reports. Not some fugazi blog sites. I didn't make it up. And you mean to tell me that, and I understand why Escobar needed to be traded, but you mean to tell me that there wasn't anyone else, no other team willing to offer you, like, I don't know, a better package for him? A little bit closer to the deadline? Come on. You want to talk about setting your organization back five, ten years? I mean, you got your guy. I'm afraid of this trade deadline for the New York Mets. I'm afraid of it. 877-337-6666. Down to Ocean City we go. Kevin, you're up next here on The Fan in New York. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Danielle. Thanks for making it. Uh, listen, um, I, I, I heard the press conference with Cohen. I heard it a little differently. And, and what I heard was he's going to get somebody to run baseball operations. And whoever it is is going to bring his own crew. And that means Epler will probably be out. And, and the manager might be out, too. Well, he, no, but I don't know that, though. He didn't say that. He, he didn't say that. He said but Billy's going to be a part of it. No, no, he did. But Kevin, he said, my view is Billy is going to be a part of that once he enhance, well, enhances his management team. He yeah, said that. But, but Yeah, but what part? But the point, when he, whoever he brings in there, you bring your own people in. So Epler might be there, but he might not be there doing much. I mean, whoever comes in, the new guy is going to bring in his people. And... And I and and um, Buck might not be in there either. Whoever this guy wants mm-hmm. to bring in, who he wants. I can and agree. Yeah, Epler might still be Epler might still be there, but he's not going to have the power he has now. Well, then what? But then this, then this trade deadline. What's the strategy then? If you got well, a lame duck GM, well, what's the strategy? Well, well, just like he said, you know, you have to be patient. You don't make any rash moves because then you can't get good people to come. I don't know if about that. Every, I don't every, think that means if that. every situation. And 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 first of all, in another thing, maybe I'm overly optimistic, but we still got a lot of time left, and and the mess can go on a streak. I mean, it's, it the pitch is pitching better, and we're hitting better. So who knows what can happen? But the point is, I don't think Epler's long for that job. The, the no, new guy's going sure. bring his people. For as sure. simple as that. The new guy's yes. going to bring his own people. Yes. And and that we can agree on there, Kevin. But but that's why I said I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what this trade deadline can bring for this team. I'm afraid. Ryan and Wanakew, you're up next here on The Fan. Coach Mack, how's it going? What's going on, Ryan? Making sure you're doing your homework and bringing the content. <laughs> As always, you know. Thank you for providing that wonderful <laughs> soundbite, and I'm glad you had a lot of support behind it. You deserve it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad I got the support, too, because that was like a little bit. I don't know about that. I had, I had kids coming up to me at school who I didn't even know, and they were like, we heard that. That was pretty cool. I'm like, okay. Listen, sometimes, depending on the hour you work, you sign up for who you're going to get. And, uh, <laughs> you handled that wonderfully. Well, thank you. Uh, moving, moving forward, obviously the board says I want to talk to Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not relying on a streak here because here's much like the Yankees hold the high regard of not just making a playoffs, but making a deep run. Mm-hmm. We have seen from last September through the early stage of the wild card and through certainly this year, the Mets cannot compete for the division. The Braves are far and away, mm-hmm. better than almost any other team possibly in the in the entire league, but the Mets have no measuring stick against them. So you got to look to see what you can handle for the wild card, right. and that's going to be the future because the Braves did a trend. Anthopolis did an unbelievable job signing all those guys for years. I don't know what he gave them on the side to make them sign for five, six years on those contracts, but <laughs> no. my, my problem is Steve is a big fan, 
And I don't know that his baseball business mind is in the right place to let guys handle it. Much like you, I'm afraid for what Epler's going to do because it's not just the trades that he did at the deadline. It's the decisions that they made keeping and signing for an extension, Tomas Nito. Yeah. When they had Narvaez coming back yep. and Alvarez on the rise. Right signing Sanchez and DFAing him. Right. You know, those are decisions that made you scratch your head anyway, but more importantly, how they handled some of the young players. Bringing up Vientos and not playing yeah, him. To, to let him sit on the bench was, was disgraceful. And I get into it with the analytic guys on Twitter. They're like, well, he wasn't performing, and uh, Vogelback's OPS. Oh, stop. Listen, you need a home run to score Vogelback. That's all. He has no position. He hits only right-handed pitcher. He's yep. a very limited player on a team that needs talent. And, and Vientos, when, when you're moving him up and down, on, is he playing today? Is he not playing today? Like that, you can't, that you succeed in a role like that. You can't. It's not a video game. They weren't giving the kid any confidence that, hey, we, we're bringing you up because we think you could play. We're bringing you up and we're scared of who you're going to face. So we're going to hold you back. Right. They weren't doing him any favors. And, the only, the and guess what? The only problem. reason why they brought up uh, Alvarez was because there was an injury. You didn't, and, and he had a little bit of runway with that. He wouldn't have been still here, I don't think, if, if there wasn't that injury to Nervias early in the season. I'm so glad you brought up Alvarez because if you talk about what happened to him last year and how they handled him last year, they they brought up Patrick Mazika twice, yeah, and then and then Perez. Those guys are one sixty some odd career hitters. You had this kid who you know is going to be the future. They didn't bring him up, and then oh, we're going to bring him up for the biggest series of the yeah. year. Yeah, he's on his way home right with away. his parents, driving home from his minor league season, and he gets the call to come back, turn around, and come back to New York. We need you. What? That's not it's setting not him up for success. That, it's not the trades. It's it's the moves like that yep. that make me question. And he's the boss. You, you know, there are a lot of people that say, oh, Buck's not playing, guys. Nobody's asking the question because I think the reporters all know that the Mets brass and a lot of the analytic teams helping make the lineup, I think that's pretty much the only way that Buck was going to get hired is if he agreed that that's going to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a shame because those are the moves that have made me question the most things. Trades are trades. They're going to be good. They're going to be bad. If you look back at Epler's trade history with the, with the Angels, it's puzzling. And yep. we all know he could spend money, Rendon. Oh, we, we can all spend the money. Come on, Ryan, me and you, we can all spend the money, all of us, with a black card. We could do that. It's easy. But whoever he's, there's no development in the minor leagues. And even the minor league scouting reports for Alvarez are like, no, he's, we're going to leave him down. He needs to develop as a fielder. You know, aside from the missed pop-up the other night, he's been fantastic behind the plate. He's made a couple wild throws, but all rookies are a little bit whack when it comes to throwing the baseball. Sure. They're a little bit tight. Uh, the scouting report on Michael Conforto for the Mets was like he's going to be trouble in the field, and the guy was plus fielder. I know. So, so, so what are yeah what what are what are the problem. scouts saying there, Brian? That, that's a good point there. Well, what is the scouting department saying, and why can't they get it right either? There's a, just a big mess going on at City Field uh, in Queens, but uh, the tarp is off the field. Some of the players were jogging, so maybe Mets are going to get underway uh, pretty much. I'm trying to figure out a time. Let, let me see if I can look on this quick little break, see if I can get a, a start time for you for this Mets game. Not that I want you to go anywhere, but I want you to put it on mute and listen to me on the radio. <laughs> All right, we've got a quick break. Emmanuel Burbari update. I'll be back with you at 7 o'clock with a huge announcement. My name is Daniel McCartan. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. the fan at 7 p.m. My name is Daniel McCartan. Hang with you till 10. Yeah, what? 
few hours down, few to go. We're all good. We all good. And uh, I, have a, I have a huge announcement to make. And this is what they call in the business a teaser. <laughs> or something like that. Tease, teaser. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, it's a huge announcement for me to tell you. Yes, I am so excited to do so. I've known for mm, a little under a week, about a week, and it took everything in me to not post it all over social media when I found out, but I'm going to make the huge announcement exactly at 8 p.m., 8 p.m. You're going to have to wait one more hour, and the one hint I'm going to give you is this. I'm about to check another stadium off my list. Stadium number 22 out of 30. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Stadium number 22 out of 30 is uh, is up real soon. And I cannot wait for this one. So stay tuned until 8 p.m. for that announcement. Brought to you by me, Danielle McCartan. <laughs> Back to the phones. We go to 877-337-6666. We've got a, um, a mishmash on the call board, which is, is I love that. Because if you want to talk about the Yankees, you want to talk about the Mets. I've got some Knicks stuff on here. I love it. All of it. It's a mishmash. It keeps the show going. Keeps everybody on their toes, including you, the listener, me, the host, and the rest of the callers. So uh, 877-337-6666. If you can't get through, if you've got a busy signal, you could tweet me at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Instagram, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Or Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. All right, in the order that you called, we go to Chris in Manhattan. You're up next here on The Fan in New York. Hey, Danielle, I so enjoy speaking baseball with you. Oh, thanks, Chris. Likewise. Danielle, I have a bit of a different take on the Cohen press conference. If you can just give me a second, I'll get all my thoughts out. Yeah. Um, I agree with the caller, the two callers ago. Um, I think, actually, Cohen is being very shrewd. First off, it was clear to me that he considers Epler nothing but an interim person with any authority. I that hope so. Weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, I always felt that. I mean, he, I got that vibe. We all, everyone knows that, like, the, 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 the white whale is to get Stearns in here. Okay. With that said, to me, and I am with you, I am nervous about this guy with his ineptitude doing something that would harm the organization. But I would rather, I think, like, a bad GM does less damage as sellers than they do as buyers. Hmm. What I'm nervous about is if the Mets make some kind of semi-half-hearted run, now this guy thinks his job's in jeopardy. Right. Next thing you know, he trades Mauricio right. for some 36-year-old slugger. In an, in an effort to save his job. Yes, you are absolutely right. right. Yes, that's why I'm so, afraid. No, well, I'm not. I, let, let him think, oh, there's a place for me. I think Cohen is being very shrewd. And I think if he feels like dead man walking, I'd be more terrified. Mm. That's my personal opinion. I, I hope you're right. Yeah, and I agree. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, sure. So, so we'll see. But, but I did. My takeaway was that um, that Epler is a part-time person. And look, listen, we we all know you said it. He was the fifth to sixth choice on the on the wheel. But look, but look, mm-hmm. what's the better option? He gets rid of Epler now, brings back Sandy Alderson for four months. I mean, there's no better option right now. I don't really. Well, think. I mean, I that's. Think. I mean, honestly, kind of. That's what I would do because you know Sandy Alderson is not going to be in a position where he doesn't want the job, right? So he wouldn't be in a position like we just you you just eloquently outlined like, oh, Mets go on a little run. Let me try to save my job. He doesn't want it anyway. So you're waiting it out till next year anyway. Yeah, Might but, as well do it with they, a guy who you know and who's very secure in his position. Yes, but, but let's not forget, the Mets traded Pete Cole Armstrong for Javi Baez. 
Pico Armstrong has an 860 OPS. He has over 50 RBIs. He's yeah. going to potentially be a star. Never wanted Javi Baez. What a mistake that was, too. Right. So I'm, so I'm saying, yeah. like, all the thing was a part of that as well. Yeah. So anyway, I, to me, like, keep this guy at bay. Just let him think there's a job for him. Do as little damage. That's the best option. Yeah, because ultimately the owner has to approve, right, pretty much any move right. that he makes, ultimately. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe that's the check and balance. Yeah. You'd hope. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I mean, good points. I mean, maybe. I mean, obviously, you know, you're looking at a guy who, okay, Steve Cohen, he's not going to make any rash movements because, yeah, right, David Stern, he's waiting in the wings maybe, possibly. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they've had some conversations and, you know, on the on the down low. Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, like you said, Billy Epler is not long for this job. I mean, he's been nothing but atrocious since he walked the door I can't believe there wasn't anybody that else that that wanted to go out and spend the money. As they announced the the uh, the Mets, they are taking the field. Game is about to get underway with David Peterson taking the ball for the Mets. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six and the New York Liberty lead the uh, the Seattle Storm forty six to twenty seven in the third quarter. That's a pretty big pretty big difference there. Liberty are. Uh, Second-best team in the league, only behind the Las Vegas Aces. So, to talk about super teams, Liberty have one. We can talk basketball in a little bit. Are the Knicks the next super team? I don't know. Let's go to Ben and Queens. You're up next here on The Fan. Try two. Am I good? You're in. Sorry about that. I don't All know what right. happened before. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Coach, firstly, happy belated birthday to the fan. For somebody yes. who called the fan for 29 of the 36 years of its existence, it's honestly made my life better. So to everybody who's ever worked at the fan, thank you very much. Shout out to everybody. There it goes. (laughs) As you bring up the Liberty, okay, yeah, we're we're a super team, but uh, Thursday proved we're here and the Aces can turn up a switch and go there. Yeah, it was bad. So that third quarter... Yeah, that third quarter we we got to learn from, but, but that's no problem. That's that's our goal to reach there. Yep. Uh, my next point is simple. Thank you, Ob. I know you didn't get much oh. of a chance in this system. Yep. And with with uh, Julius ahead of you, I hope you do well in Indiana. You always struck me as a great guy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, it's sad to see him go, especially since you know he didn't get a real fair shake here. Exactly. But on that same point. To Knicks fans out there, you saw what happened in Brooklyn with Harden. You saw that, right? So you think Harden is going to work in a Thibodeau system? No chance. (laughs) No chance. That's that's all I wanted to talk to the delusional Knicks fans about right now. Oh, there. no. If right. I, if I, let's squash those rumors right now here, Ben. He will never fit in in what ha- is happening in New York. Never. Except, uh, but it surprises me how many quote unquote level headed Knicks fans nah. said, go like, oh, we'll bring Harden over here. Like, we are just. Ten miles away from Brooklyn, <laughs> we saw that mess, and that was a coach. That was a player's coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, listen. I I actually think that James Harden is a good player. I actually do like him, but he is not a fit. You talk about fit on the team. The Knicks are not a fit for James Harden. I'm sorry, they're just not. Yeah, yeah. and and the U.S. and 
Trinidad start, let me end with this. Yankee fans, you all knew we were screwed today. Why? Because Yes made a big point about, hey, this this umpire is a pitcher's umpire. <laughs> and I went like, okay, that's it. Cole's giving up four runs today. <laughs> yeah, or DJ LeMay is going to get screwed on a couple calls there. Change complexion the game, possibly. And, and before before Cole gave up his two runs today, he had two pitches there that the supposed pitcher's umpire in the zone where they screwed DJ before. Big time. Cole put him in the same places, and he didn't make a call, and I just facepalmed, like, that's baseball. Yeah. Coach, thank you for the time. See you next week. Yeah, talk to you next week there, Ben. Uh, and actually, a few times during the week, I'll be here back here tomorrow, be back here on the 4th, on the 6th. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm getting some tweets here at Coach MCCARTAN. Uh, a lot of people are still weighing in on, uh, send me an emoji to, to categorize today's Yankees game. The newest one was a, a, a skunk emoji because it stunk. You're right about that. We go to Alan Newark. You're up next here on a fan. Good evening, Daniel. What's going on, Al? Listen, I love listening to you. I'm the one that called you last year to let Aaron Judge go. Um. And you thought, oh, you know, I, I'm, I don't remember exactly what you said. But I am the one that said, let him go. Let him go to the free agency and see what happens. Okay. But you see, this is what happens. He got hurt. He's just another John Carlos Stanton. But John Carlos Stanton's injuries are different. Those are John Carlos Stanton's injuries are. are you think that, listen, are you got me finish here, John Carlos. John Carlos Stanton's injuries are different. They're hamstrings pulling up to second base. Aaron Judge's are are broken toes and ligaments running into walls. They're different. He's gonna be hurt every year. He's gonna play a few games every year, maybe eighty. You're going to be playing for a part-time ball player for the next 10 years. Disagree. We'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But I disagree because, Al, you can't, say, you can't say that this team doesn't need Aaron Judge on this team. You can't say that. He's the best player on that team by far. Probably the, the best hitter in baseball, maybe second only to, to Shohei Otani in the, in the sport. The Yankees need him. He was worth every single penny. Every single penny. And the Yankees let him get the free agency, and you know what? They they paid up for it, and they are not the same injuries. They're not, you know. And the other one was a rib injury; he broke his rib diving for a ball that one year. You know, so they are not the same. They are you cannot compare the injuries of of Judge and Stanton together. Stanton, oh, I tweaked my this, and my that, that. Okay, there's always something with him, but this is this is I, Judge's injuries are are serious, and and they're accidental. They're fluky. At times. 877-337-6666. We go to Lou in Astoria. You're up next here on a fan, Lou. Hey, Coach. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Listen, uh, um, Billy Apple, we already probably went through this, but I'm just going to mention it again. Mm-hmm. He had three things that he's supposed to correct this year. It was to replace the DS, which he did with Robertson. Mm-hmm. Okay? He brought in a, a starting pitcher in Quintana, and he replaced... Um, uh, the ground with uh, the Cy Young War, which hasn't been such a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? With, uh, and also, he got rid of Cano. Okay? Now, the reason why this guy is here, 
we know his past, especially with the angel. The only reason why he's here, and I hate to say it all over again, is and by the way, you was right. You should have brought it the age. You got Turner out there, and you have Martinez out there. But the problem is that I don't know what conversation. I don't think he's supposed to have a conversation with Otani, but he has a, he has a relationship. They didn't know whether he was going to brought him in during the season, but right now the Angels and the playoffs. So it's not going to be done that way. But if Eppler never gets to bring this guy into the match, my God, it's going to be, I mean, he's gone. I don't think even if they replace it with somebody that's the president of the team, it's going to be gone anyway. But I'm saying yeah. it's not all his fault. I know how much you hate him. The whole team this year Things. Yeah, but who put it together? Baseman, Come on. They sure stop. They haven't played not even half of what they did last year. So let's be fair about that. And I know you're cool and I know you're fair. You just have frustration right now. And you like me, I'm a Yankee fan. But let's go let's go to the other hmm. side of the other. How about this guy? Have you ever heard of him? Her man. Domingo the man. <laughs> ever heard of him? Man. Yeah, Domingo Herman, I think I have, yeah. You know you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got this guy like last night. The ace of the staff, coach. I'm a Yankee fan. You know that. I don't. I don't. I don't trust this guy. Even though her man had a couple of bad stuff before. Before that, but this guy uh, Cole, okay, he should have at least at least between me and you, four more losses. Four more losses in his, in his record, and the Yankees managed to come back all the time on him. Okay. Well, what this guy her man did like, the other night for people to say, oh, it was against the ace. But you know what? Nobody else has thrown it, and at least a no hitter. This guy is a perfection. Yeah, I mean, good, good for him there, Lou. Good for him throwing a perfect game. Good for him, sure. And and I'm not going to go out and say that he cheated, but I do know that he had been, you know, inspected. His hands were inspected and everything, and earlier this season. And I'm not saying that he used anything. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't quote me wrong. But it's it's hard for me to get excited about that. Just for me personally, it's hard for me to get excited about it. Although I am very happy for Kyle Higashioka because I think, was it last, what year was it? He caught um, Kluber's no-hitter and um, and Herman's perfect game. So I am very happy for for Doming- I mean, for Kyle Higashioka. Uh, Domingo Herman, great. Good for him. Cool. Joins Yankee lore. They'll be signing baseballs together forever, Herman and Higashioka. Good for them. Great. But I think, were you trying to make a point to send Herman to the Mets? I'm not sure, but... Uh, Billy Billy Epler and, and we were talking about it before the the, the things that they've done the Vientos they're not giving the kids a shot Vogelback they can't give up on like all of these things these are just in season moves that are just highly questionable like what are we doing here you know bring up a kid who's got the fire to succeed no they won't do that no they're go- they're gonna bring up Vientos let him play every other day and then send him back down and say he was a bust I mean come on like those are in season things. Needed a DH? Yeah, that was a huge thing. The Mets needed a DH. They needed a big DH. And they couldn't go out and get one. They couldn't find one. Why not? J.D. Martinez, is he an all-star this year? I think he might be. They needed him. He was right there for the taking. The Mets were like, no, we're good. We're good. Billy Epler, in Epler, was like, we're good. We're running back with Vogel back. Bring it, Vogel back. Nope. He stinks. And yet he's still in the lineup every day. J.D. Martinez is a starter. Starter in the All-Star game this year.
could have been a Met. Could have been two Mets going to the All-Star game this year. Alonzo and J.D. Martinez. But no! No, Vogelback. We're going to hang with him. Tommy Pham, hang with him. So, yeah, there's a lot of things going wrong in Mets land. And I'm not, not putting the onus on the players either. But there's a lot going on there. It sounds chaotic to me, honestly, if we're being really honest. And here's the other thing. If if Buck Showalter thinks he's going to position this Mets team to make any sort of run, well, I'm Daniel McCartan, and I've got a very important lineup change for him to make. And quite honestly, it's one that needed to happen a really long time ago. But unfortunately, the change is contradictory to old-school Buck Showalter, and that's a problem. Again, I'm Daniel McCartan. Let's talk about how best to construct this Mets lineup for a potential run next right here on The Fan. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. The fan. My name is Daniel McCartney, hanging with you till about, no, till exactly 10 p.m. on the fan here in New York City. Got a big announcement coming at 8 p.m. Maybe you heard that before, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I teased it before. 8 p.m. is a huge, huge, huge announcement. Uh, you know, I've got the Mets game on, on the, on the studio TV here, and I've got the New York Liberty game on, on the studio. There's two TVs in here. And, um, they're interviewing uh, Pete Alonso now. He's, he got selected to the All Star game. Great. Good for him. He's the only Mets rep going out there to Seattle, and um, as I look at the Mets lineup again today, I've, I've been left with the same question that I've had on my mind for a really long time. Let me backtrack by saying there are, there are two coaches, two coaches of professional teams here in this city that are cut from the same cloth, and it's not necessarily a good thing. Tom Thibodeau, 65 years of age. Buck Showalter, 67 years of age. And, and, and as I said, you know, both of them have a little bit more in common than just their almost exact same age. They both don't know how to rely on their young talent to carry their teams. And I, I, all you need to look at for the Knicks is just how the number of minutes per game that Obi Toppin played from last year. And look at how the rest of the minutes shook out for the rest of the team. Obi Toppin averaged, averaged 15.7 minutes per game. That's ridiculous if you ask me. And then just to pack him up and ship him out? I mean, no handle with care or anything on there? There was more to that story, I'm telling you. Uh, but more on the next in a few minutes. We'll get into that in a little bit. But back to Buck Showalter. I mean, I could immediately conjure up, and we've talked about it already tonight, what... what the injustice that, that Buck Showalter did to Mark Vientos last month, too. I mean, it's like the same thing. You live and you die by the veterans, and, and it's just not working for the Mets right now. But the point I really wanted to make was Francisco Alvarez. Number one, let's be honest. The only reason that Francisco Alvarez got a shot to begin with was because the Mets really had no other options. I mean, Omar Narvaez was sent to the IL that first week of April. And I know there have been balls in play, growing pains for Alvarez. I get it, but I, I preach patience because this guy is going to be the Mets catcher for the next 10 years. He will be. And number two, this, this insistence 
upon this idea of these young players like earning their way up the lineup card is just flat out ridiculous, man. Oh, it looks like Pete Alonso is going to be also performing in the 2023 Home Run Derby. Yeah, look at that. I was checking for that today to see if he was part of it. Looks like he will be. Cool. Very cool. Because he's batting fourth in a lineup for a Mets team. And he's got no protection behind him. And I'm tired of it. Because forget about the fact that that, that Francisco Alvarez would have been a perfect number four batter in, in Pete Alonso's absence. Rarely got a shot, if any, to, to do that. But he should be the Mets' number five hitter each and every single day. Stop the nonsense. I mean, when you think about all of the catchers, all of them, in Major League Baseball, now you think of, all right, which of those guys are power hitting? Okay, that narrows it down. Obviously, we're looking at home runs here for the power hitting here. Francisco Alvarez is third in the entire league in home runs. He has 13. He's only two behind Salvi Perez and one behind Sean Murphy. Now, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I know Alvarez always hits last, and tonight he is batting ninth again. Let me see how many at-bats these other guys have gotten. Let me see. Well, listen to this. Sean Murphy, where he hits most in their batting order for the Braves, four or five. Mostly four. Perez, where does he hit mostly for the Royals? Three and four. Now, Alvarez... Where he hits apparently best disorder? No, not where he hits best. Where, where he's had the most uh, exposure, I guess. Not That's not the right word. But where he hits most often in the lineup this season is ninth. And it's like not even worth it to talk about where else he hits because the next he's got 112 plate appearances as of right now as the number nine batter. The next highest is a quarter of that number of appearances as, a, as the number two batter. So it's not even worth mentioning. He's their number nine hitter. So my point being, Alvarez has had so much less time to do what they're doing. The other two guys in front of him, and yet he's right there. Look at the number of at-bats. Alvarez, 184. Perez, 293. Murphy, 217. And yet, Francisco Alvarez has only hit where he should be, the number five hole. One game this season so far. Once. He's third among all catchers in home runs while hitting ninth where those guys are hitting three, four, and five. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. By the way, Alvarez, a rookie. Why won't Buck Showalter let him rake? Why won't Buck Showalter let him move up in the lineup? What antiquated system is holding the kid back? I mean, why hasn't the Mets analytics department crunched those numbers that I just that I found on my own? What are they analyzing? Move them up, and maybe you'd score enough runs so your bullpen doesn't continuously blow the game every single day. I don't know. But burying Alvarez ninth is not the answer. It's not where you want to start. That, let me rephrase that. That should be where you start, moving him out of ninth, maybe to make a run. Alonzo and Alvarez back-to-back in a lineup. Hmm. Maybe that. Maybe we could start there. That's the first thing I would do, among other things. But I don't know what numbers this, this Mets analytics team is looking at, to be honest with you. Joe in Westchester, you're up next here on a fan. Hello, Danielle. What's up, Joe? 
I, I just, I, I just, I, I've been listening to you driving out of Manhattan back to Westchester mm-hmm. I, and listening to the callers. I mean, I, I it, it's absolutely, I don't know where to start. Really? How off base a lot of this really is. Really? I, I, on what grounds? You have an owner there. You have an owner that right now I would say I wouldn't bet off against base. that guy. In a business situation, that's obvious. I wouldn't even be in the same universe with that. He, th- I think he knows what he's doing because I think he doesn't. Re- I think he right now he's hanging with Epler because he doesn't fully understand the baseball game the way he probably will end up understanding it as he moves forward with his ownership. I think he's an astute guy. He's leaning on some people that he probably. Down the road, won't lean on. Well, that's, that's the whole point. But that's what's off base about that. Yeah, Billy yeah, Epler's yeah, a terrible I mean, general manager. You're going, off, you're going off on. You're going off on Show Walter. Yeah. You know because he's 67 and he. This is the same thing. Not same about his age. Not about his age. About his mentality. About his mentality. Not his age. But go ahead. Well, it, it's come. I'm 60 years old. I just turned 60 this year. I mean, it's like, well, you know, 60 years old, okay, push him out. I mean. No, 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 Joe. That's not what I said there, Joe. Not push him out because he's 60. Joe, that's not what I said. I said, now, all right, how about this? Can you just, how can you justify, because you're, how do you justify hitting Alvarez Knight? Tell me that right now. Uh, I'll tell you what, you got your own answer because I didn't get a chance to Go ahead, because it's not about his age. You, you, You have an organization. That Cohen inherited from the Wilpons. Oh, let's keep blaming the past president. But go ahead. Essentially, no, no, no. Not, well, let me, uh, let, go ahead. allow me just. Give me, go ahead. No, I, heard, I heard some guy go off about the Cardinals and the Yankees, and the Cardinals are are be- behind the Mets right now. The they Mets are. Is an organization which wish they could be as good as the St. Louis Cardinals have been in the last 63 plus years. But right now, it doesn't matter about the history of the game. They're right now. They do not finish. They do not give you a finished product. The Mets organization does not give you a finished product. And when they do, they can't can't keep them on the field. They're pitchers. Mostly in... Wait, now you're blaming pitchers that they can't keep on the field? I'm confused now. You got me all confused here, Joe. Oh, yeah. You had the the big big five right back in 2015. Uh... They're all they're all either out of baseball, injured, or on the steep decline. Am I correct? I'm talking about this I'm, season. Buck Showalter wasn't I'm managing not them, and then we're not going back into history here, Joe. This is not a historical lesson here, Joe. Alvarez is not a finished product. He has a long way to go. He's third among all catchers in the league with home runs. You're bearing him ninth because he needs what? More what? And what? And what are the what are their averages? What is Lindor's averages? What is Alonzo's averages? No, you didn't answer the question though. Why is Alvarez batting ninth? Tell me. Other than Tommy Sam. Tommy Sam. Okay, so you're not so we're not playing we're not answering questions. I have to answer yours, but you don't have to matter. Why is Alvarez batting ninth? Why not fifth? At this stage, with the way that the game is structured, with a DH, what difference does it make? What do you What do you mean with a DH? What the guy's a catcher. Does it make? What? I just told you. Were you listening to that whole thing I just said? I did. I listened to it all. Oh my god! The guy is third in the league in from on catchers with a fraction of the at bats that the guys in front of him have had. You're at the halfway point, and you've already said, "Oh well, Epler doesn't. Epler doesn't. We were worried about Epler's going to do." Yes, I am. He did it in the offseason. What did he do? What did he do? He didn't sign, uh, even though I think he's having a bad year. Oh, he's having a bad year? Who is it? Who? 
was the last time they they, they had a, they had a brief shot at Chris Bryant to put somebody at third base. They haven't had a third baseman since David Wright. Well, JD Davis is the, the, doing fine job for the San Francisco Giants. He traded him away uh, for who? Absolutely. Darren Ruff. He wasn't doing, he, that's the story of the New York Mets. Uh, that's it. That's that, your that's GM. Anybody that gets traded away from the New York Mets becomes oh, the player. Oh, woe is me. Woe is oh, me. Oh, no, I'm not well, you're the one, you're, well, you're getting paid for doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm just a casual New York observer. I'm not a You haven't made one single sound observation yet there, Joe. I'm still waiting. Uh, I think so. I think Which one was it? I can't, I can't remember there, Joe. Which one was it? I forgot already. I'm sorry? I forgot which, which sound observation you made. I mean, you, you're defending Billy Epler. He did nothing to help your team, nothing at all, and you're still defending him? I, I think right now— I think Are you right calling now, me off base? That, that Cohen, I think Cohen is, is just being very patient. He's waiting it out. I think one of the other callers, that may be an observation. He may think that he may be helpful in the Otani sweepstakes. Possibly. Come on. Come on. Come on, what? Oh, Tani sweepstakes. Mets aren't even. Please, he's not coming to the Mets. So you're keeping around a lame duck general manager. Because you're keeping a lame duck general manager around who probably won't even have a job with the Mets next year because you might get Shohei Otani because of it? He's probably going to get canned, yes. But I wouldn't necessarily can Showalter right now. Right now, I'm not either because there's no one to replace oh, them. Oh, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't even do it at the end of the season. Well, you know what? And if you're bringing new people that. in and they don't want Buck Showalter and his antiquated system of filling out lineup cards, you know what? Then he's gone too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and why? And why again is Alvarez batting ninth? You'd haven't answered that yet. I, I think Alvarez. I think Alvarez is is incredibly overrated for a. <laughs> uh, and, and to use my to use my I, I, I'm. Uh, Poor math student, and actually, mm. you don't have a sufficient enough sample size oh, okay. to say that that guy should be batting uh, fourth Fifth. or third. Fifth, or fifth is where he should be. Fifth okay. is what I said. You Come see, on. you're clearly not listening here, Joe. And you know what? You're calling me off base. Joe, you're calling me off base. You haven't had one single solid take this entire phone call, this entire six-minute phone call. Well, it's great. I'm glad I, I, I filled up some time. Yeah. interesting now. F- filled up some time. Yeah, I got people waiting now. Waiting to talk to me oh, now. That's too bad. That's terrible. Oh, oh my God. It's too terrible. Yeah, goodbye, Have Joe. You, you, thanks for nothing there, Joe. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I mean, what did he? What did that guy bring to the show at all? Nothing. His stupid observations driving home from Manhattan. Good. I'm glad you called because yeah, there was always one. There's always one. Billy Epler has done nothing but dig this team into the ground and spend money and dig this team into the ground since the day he arrived. Darren Ruff. You got J.D. Davis playing a Beautiful third base for the team that they're playing right now. And you got Darren Ruff, who's talking about players that aren't even in the league anymore. Where is he at? He was horrible. Vogelback's horrible. They're still hitting him fifth. And yet, oh. Alvarez, third among all catchers in the entire league. Hit him ninth. Continuously bury him ninth in the batting order. You deserve everything you're getting. You deserve it. That mentality's got to switch. Something's got to change. Batting ninth. You got Vogelback. What's, where's the batting over tonight? You got Jeff McNeil protecting Pete Alonzo tonight. Starling Marte after him. Oh, Vogelback's not in the lineup today. Woohoo! Woo! 
Woo! Guy hits one home run. He, he, he gets 10 days worth of playing time after the one home run he hits. The guy doesn't have a single position. Can't run the bases. The only way he's going to score is if he hits it over the wall. That's who your GM brought in. Should we take a break here? Okay, we're going to take a little break here. More of your calls at 877-337-6666. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. My name is Daniel McCartan. I got some sweet tweets here at, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. As I just watch on TV, Francisco Alvarez is catching tonight, I assume. Threw the ball down to third base to tag out a stealing base runner. And uh, Beatty couldn't get the tag down. And the runner is, is safe. And, and then Beatty's furthermore did not keep the tag on the runner because the runner came off the base. It looks like it's under replay uh, based on what I'm seeing here. Yeah, maybe he did keep the tag on. That runner should be out. Let's take a look. I'll keep your posts on here, but uh, a couple of tweets coming in. Alvarez is overrated. Another ridiculous comment. Joe refused to answer any of your questions. And boy, some people don't think before they call you, huh? Yeah, that sounds about right. Not one solid point was made during that. Not one. Come on, Joe. You got to bring your A game here. You know that. You should know that. You do know that now. You do know that now. I, I hope. I hope you do. 877-337-6666. Francisco Alvarez belongs out of number nine in, a, in the batting order. Completely out of number nine. That's the first change I'd make. The ruling was an out on the field here at City Field. I think it's an out because I believe the base runner came off the bag. I'll keep you posted here. Let's go to Cliff in Queens. You're up next here on The Fan. Hey, Danielle. What's going on there, Cliff? I'm a sports fan, 58 years. I love all sports. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite team. And I've seen in so many teams, there's a cancer on a team. And sometimes it could even be your best player. And I think the cancer on the New York Mets is Lindor. I think Lindor would have liked to erase the teeny S from his jersey and just have it say me. Cohen wanted to make a splash. He went out and bought the most expensive player, but not the best player. Mm-hmm. There were more shortstops coming available, but he couldn't wait. New owner wanted to make a splash. Sure. Last year, the most popular player on the Mets, hands down, was Jacob DeGrom mm-hmm. and Alonzo. Now DeGrom is gone. Alonzo's number one. I think Nimmo is right behind them in mm-hmm. popularity. And who's coming right behind? Alvarez, just like you said, and our young man, Beatty. Francisco Lindor is not a team player. He's a cancer. You see on the field, he used to look over and talk to Escobar all the time. He don't say a word to Beatty. Mm. He has a post on his face. He wants everybody, he wants to flash his white hair, his red hair, his green hair, and his spikes, and his handbands. You know what? Be a Met. He said he'd rather win a tournament game for Team Puerto Rico yes. than win a World Series yes. for the New York Mets. Yep. Two years ago, he gave the Mets fan the finger. Why do we have that cancer on our team? Well, I think it was now the thumbs the team, down, right? I, I likened it to be just a, like a middle finger. Get rid of them and let's set for next year. Well, and and, I and, and, and I, Cliff, I, point well taken here. I, I, I get it. And, um, you know, 
I think he's made, what, two errors tonight so far. By the way, that runner was safe based on the challenge from uh, the Giants. The runner was ruled overturned, ruled safe, and he ended up just scoring right now. That was the first run of the game. Uh, Lindor couldn't turn a double play. Now, th- all of those reasons are great, and, and I can't imagine, maybe it's just me, born, you know, I, I don't know. I can't imagine what would be better than winning a World Series for my baseball team that I play on. I can't imagine. Uh, but I'm not in that position to make that call, and maybe that's his his thoughts. But I, I go back to, hey, McNeil, you win the batting title, I'm going to buy you a car. Okay, well, it's July 2nd. There hasn't been any talk about a car. So that's that's what I'm wondering about. And I'm wondering where the leadership in the clubhouse is with a guy like that. I am. I do. I do wonder that. I don't know if I'd go so far as saying cancer. I don't know because he always seems a happy-go-lucky guy. He's always smiling. He's always signing autographs at games. I've seen it. But I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not there. And, and, of course, if you go in there and you ask, like, hey, like, is Lindor a cancer to the team? Of course they're not going to actually tell you. So unless you're on the team, you don't really know that. Alvarez gunned out the base runner at second base to end the inning. San Francisco won. New York Mets, New York Mets zero. Top right there. But, oh, but oh, Joe. Joe thinks that Alvarez is overrated. Totally overrated Alvarez. Come on. Come on. Guys, your next catcher for the next 10 years. Get used to it. Let's go to Vincent in Astoria. You're next town a fan. Hey, Daniel. Thank you for t- taking my call. That guy, that, first of all, the last two callers, I think, are both morons. Joe, he is self-inflicted, you know, the, moron, you know, the moronic uh, conversation. But this last caller and all the Lindor haters don't know anything about baseball. You know, if, if, to even question him as a cancer shows that he knows nothing about baseball. And let me tell you, that guy is by far the best shortstop in the league. And you know what? I mean, two errors tonight. What the shortstops are out there that are better than him? None. There are none. Well, I'm tired of the Lindor bashers. Listen, there are listen. There no shortstops better than him. Vincent, he, uh, yeah. he made two errors already tonight. It's the third inning. I don't okay. know if they counted as errors, but they definitely look like errors. Let me go back to your argument with Alvarez, which I agree with, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's moronic they bat him night. How many how many shortstops have more home runs than uh, Lindor? None. Yeah, how none, many right? uh, shortstops have more RBIs than Lindor? None. And he is a gold glove uh, uh, shortstop, and that's all there is to it. But I, I didn't call for Lindor. Yeah. Lindor's a great player. The guy before me, he's a moron. But but you're right. I, I love the Buck Showalter signing when they did it. And obviously they had a great year last year. Yeah, I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't. I, did, I didn't want him. Fair. You're fair enough. I was wrong. You were right. And I agree with you. He, he is killing. I don't know how many games he lost this year. Two that his, I've seen with my own he, eyeballs. Two that I paid attention yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know why. But what I don't understand is, is it the analytics team that's doing the lineup or is it Buck Showalter? So my understanding, and I did ask this question, my understanding is that they go in there with a printout or binder or whatever, and they, they present him with all of their findings. And my understanding is that he is the one that fills out the lineup card. Well, then he's at fault. He's at fault because, again, the whole Vogelback batting fifth drives me insane. I, I don't get the love affair with Vogelback. Nope. It drives me in, And Alvarez should not be batting ninth. You're right. You know who should be batting ninth is Marte because, A, he's having a horrible year. But at least if he does get on, yes. he has some speed. Now yes. you, got, you have you know Nimmo leading off. And so you, if, if Marte ever gets on base, all right, you got back-to-back speed. But right. you, like you said, the, our third most powerful hitter is batting ninth. It's moronic. Moronic. why he would do it. Yep. You know, it's very funny. You know, the bottom line is it doesn't matter in the sense is we have no pitching. Very little starting pitching. A mm-hmm. little bit now. Verlander's coming around a little bit, and, and uh, Scherz has been a little bit more The bullpen is atrocious. That's the main thing. That The bullpen is – they've blown 16 saves so far this season. It's oh, atrocious. I can't. It's just 
I don't even watch it anymore. I don't even watch it anymore because I know what's going to happen, and it's a this this just a disgrace. And you know, there is no they're they're not going to put a streak together. And even if they did, even if they miraculously somehow got the last wild card, what are they going to do? They're going to get. Wiped off the planet in no time. They got no pitching. It's it's, it's so frustrating, and I don't know what the answer is because I don't know what's going to happen next year. You can't, you know. I, I mean, who are we going to bring in next year that yeah. solve the problems on both in, uh, on the rotation and the bullpen? Yep. Well, I, I don't know, and and that, and that goes back to that circles back to Billy Ineppler. I mean, really, he's got the highest payroll in baseball history, and the Mets aren't even in contention at this point. Epler is. He's incompetent. Incompetent. The guy is horrible. I agree 100. percent Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, and you know, I read an article I think in the Athletic that the guy Stearns, Stern from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I don't, what has he brought to the, uh, the Brewers? You know, I don't. I don't hope we're not waiting on that guy because his track record isn't any good outside of fleecing uh, who they fleeced the uh, Marlins for Yelich. I mean. That guy hasn't done anything. Last year, they traded Hayter at the trade deadline, you know, one of the best relievers in the game. And look what happened to them. They fell flat on their face and didn't even make the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point, too, yeah. Yeah, Hayter's I mean, so a good player. Who is he waiting for? Theo Epstein? Is Theo going to come in? And what is he going to do? Give him part ownership of the of the, of the the organization? Okay. Oh, I don't know. But, all right, granted, Theo is going to Hall of Fame a career, right? He brought, you know, a championship to two franchises. That had Theo Epstein would be the guy what I'd be chasing. Doing? He destroys them for years, right? He eliminates them, and then five years later. So if you bring in Theo, you ain't—they're not winning for at least another five years. Well, and that—that wouldn't fit, Vincent. Thanks for the call there. That wouldn't fit in the window, huh? Three to five, three to five years. It would not fit in the original window set forth by the owner, huh? Who he now says, uh, kind of chuckles when when people bring that up to him. But let's see, Francisco Alvarez is out to bat, batting ninth, the catcher. Number four, Francisco Alvarez. Let's go to Douglas in the Bronx. You're up next here on The Fan, Douglas. Uh, good evening, Danielle. Happy Independence Week to you. You too. Thanks. Yeah, hi. <laughs> so I got a couple of baseball notes. Um, I'm watching Sunday Night Baseball alongside you. Uh, my hugest pet peeve is when they talk to these players. Um, I don't mind the spot tonight with Pete Alonso because he was in the dugout. Mm-hmm. But when they talk to these players on the field. Oh, I like it. it but Okay. It's one thing to do it in an all-star game. But uh, like a month ago, they they had Jose uh, Trevino. Yes. Oh, I thought it was and great. Carl Ravitz asked him, uh, Clark Schmidt, uh, is he easy or difficult to handle uh, in pitching-wise? Yeah. And what's Trevino going to say? Nah, he stinks. He's <laughs> terrible. I mean, is he going to say that? No. And if he really did, like as a joking, like we would all be over it. Oh, is he serious? No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. I like it, though. I like when they say, like, all right, so like to the outfielders, like, all right, what are you thinking on this play? And then they like t- give their thought process. I, I like it. But, I mean, it might come to a, a, a situation where if they have to make a, a, a significant play, but they get distracted because oh, they have to. Yeah, I know. The confession from the host. That's my w- one concern. But that's just my my thing. Uh, alongside with the Met, one note about the Mets, the Billy Epler thing, uh, from what Steve Cohen said earlier this week, that there was no one, there was no other option. That that okay, we well, uh, no one wanted to come here. Uh, um, but I think they're going to use the Otani whatever comes out of that, like as cover. So, like using it as a public relations thing. Mm. So, if they, if Otani, as you as you predict, not likely to come to the Mets, but they'll make an offer. However, let's say, oh, Otani did not come here. Oh, now we can get rid of Eckler. Or 
if Otani somehow comes here, okay, we're, you know, we'll keep Epler for a while. Like, I, I'm of the notion, like you, Epler is on borrow time, but they're just using the Otani as... That's so say, ridiculous. Fans, hey, that is know, so ridiculous. Yeah. And it, yeah. Um, on to the Yankees. Uh, yes. And you mentioned Herman, um, uh, you know, his great achievement on Wednesday. Perfect. However... Yeah, uh, a muted celebration. First, it took place late at night. Second, against the Oakland A's, the shabby Oakland A's. But, I mean, the biggest o- o- obstacle for me, I'm sure as you, is past. Um, we celebrate the achievement, but my opinion has not changed on him. And uh, I, 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 that, that's uh, my two cents on him. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, but the, that's for the team involved, especially Higgy. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the Yankee staff, Let's celebrate on their next great reliever, Josh Donaldson. All right. Anyway, that's my joke. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that okay. was funny. Uh, I, I enjoyed that, actually. Yeah. Um, what, I, and I, I, my last note about, uh, I really want to mention, Anthony Volpe. I, I, this is, I'm so proud. The patience with him mm-hmm. looks like it's really paying off. Yep. And so has Chicken Parm. I, thank you, Austin <laughs> Wells. Thank you so much. I mean, these stats are tremendous. Seven-game hitting streak. Yep. 12 games straight with on-base streak and 16 hits in the last 12 games. So uh, I'm very proud of him. And, um, I picked him up in fantasy baseball, so Good. I had to – got him while he saw it, right? But uh, I'm very proud, and I'm glad. That's, this is why we kept him in the lineup, folks. I mean, That's right. And, and when people – Douglas, and when people – and thanks for calling. People were calling up and saying, get him out, send him down, let him learn. Now, he can we, – we talked about it, you and I. He can learn at the major league level, absolutely. And I'm so glad he's shutting all those people up. All right, my name is Daniel McCartan. we got a quick break here. We've got an Emmanuel Barbari update for 8 o'clock, and I have a huge announcement for you coming up next, right here on The Fan. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Daniel McCartney, we're hanging for two more hours. I got you till 10. I think uh, Lori Rubinson comes in then, I believe. It's Sunday night, so I'm sure it's her coming in at 10, 10 to 2. Um, as a man, I'm going to pick it up right where he, he dropped it, right where he left it off here. Pete Alonso has got a 3-2 count with the bases loaded in the bottom of the third. So stay tuned right here. We'll see if he can come through clutch for the Mets. I'm excited to see what he can do in the home run derby. And uh, I've got a, an announcement coming up. I teased it before. Uh, about uh, no, exactly one hour ago, I teased it uh, as I think it was Pete Alonso called time here. Steps out of the box, wants to think it over. The way that the Mets got here, um, this guy's videoing on TV. Uh, I forget the the first. Uh, it was oh, uh, Francisco Alvarez drew a walk. Brandon Nimmo then got hit by a pitch in the leg. He's fine. He's on second base, and I did not see how whoever got on first base. I didn't see it. Alonso pops it up and back out of play. The crowd is not on its feet at City Field. Interesting. So very uh, clutch spot in this game. Uh, let's go, you know, in the meantime, while we wait, it's a little slow here, a little slow going, not used to this pace. Let's go back to the phone. to 877-337-6666, waiting for Pete Alonso to come through. We go to Josh in the Bronx. You're up next here on The Fan. I'm, I'm telling you, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for and, making uh, it. Happy weekend. Look, I totally 
get that. I want number four. I want Alvarez definitely protecting Alonso in that batting order. I mean, come on, what are we doing? Picking the names out of a hat? Oh, Seemingly. Come on. <laughs> well, I just wanted to weigh in with that. I mean, like, who was the last caller before me? I, he's he's spot on. I enjoy him. That's Douglas in the Bronx? Yeah, Douglas I in the Bronx, think? yeah. Um, I enjoy him. Kudos to him for bringing out all those points. Thank mm-hmm. you for taking my call. I just wanted to make that point. Yeah, Josh, enjoy. Mm-hmm. great point well taken here. Yeah, um, listen, I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm not sure why Alvarez is batting ninth, honestly. Uh, the guy should be batting fifth. That's it. That's the way it should be. And Alex Wood just walked Pete Alonso. The score is now 1-1. It was the 10th pitch of the at-bat, so Alonzo grinded. To use, to use a phrase from, from Aaron Boone, he grinded. See, now this should be a spot for, for Francisco Alvarez. Bases loaded, two outs. This should be him up at bat behind uh, Alonzo. You got McNeil. No offense to McNeil. He shouldn't be batting fifth. He should be batting higher in the order, but that's just me. That's just me, apparently. My thought. Not any of the Mets' thoughts over there. That's fine. Whatever. Let's go to Red Bank and Matt. You're up next here on a fan. Hi, how's it going? It's going up. It's going. What's going on? So, yeah, I, so I was going to ask you a question before I made my suggestion, but you might have just answered it. I What's was going to ask if you were aware uh, of anybody ever asking Buck why uh, Alvarez doesn't hit higher in the order. I've never heard anybody ask him, no, and I, I have not. Well, that would be one of the first things I asked him if I was a B writer for the for the Mets. You know what though? He'd give oh. some. He would give some gobbledygook answer of he's not ready. Uh, he's a young yeah. player. He needs to learn. It's just it's silly. Yeah. He'd give you some stupid yeah. answer anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, I do have a suggestion. Uh, you know, I've been a Mets fan for a long time, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if the stats back me up here, but it just feels like hitting and scoring runs is always an issue for the Mets. Maybe it's because I'm a fantasy guy and I keep my eyes on teams like the Braves and the Dodgers. And, you know, the Mets don't really have those eight-run games, 12-run games, you know, as much as teams like that. At least that's the way it seems. Um, let me try, I'm trying to look at, like, run differential. Let me so see. When you're a bullpen guy and you got a four-run cushion and instead of a two-run cushion. Well, right. Um, so, you know, I know there's issues with the pitching and everything, but I'm a believer in this day and age with this type of, you know, the type of rule set that's coming out with the easier to steal bases and the pitcher's got to the pitchers got to pitch to more batters and everything that, um, you know, scoring runs is paramount. Um, the suggestion I have is, you know, the Oakland A's, a lot of these guys on Oakland, first of all, they got no protection out there. They got a horrible ballpark. Nobody's watching them play. And they got some talent out there, and you see guys like uh, Sean Murphy, the catcher who went to the Braves, and Matt Olson. He also went to the Braves. And I, I wanted season. Matt Olson here in New York. That was a good player. That would have been great because they leave Oakland and then they turn from good players to great players. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a pretty good player out there in Oakland, and his name is uh, Seth Brown. Mm-hmm. He's a left-handed uh, power hitter. He can play outfield. He can play first base. And uh, I think maybe part of Buck Walter's old-school mentality is the lefty-righty uh, kind of alignment of the, of the lineup. This guy's a left-handed hitter. Um, pitchers got to face three pitchers when they come uh, – three batters, right. pardon me, when they come out mm-hmm. nowadays. And I just think the idea of having 
you know, lefty righty from Lindor to Nemo uh, to, to Seth Brown to, to Alonso to, to Alvarez, you'd be able to get left, right, left, right, left, right the whole way through. And I think a small, and you know what Oakland's going to want for that player? They're going to want money. They're going to want money so they can pocket it before whatever happens to that franchise happens. And we got money. I, like Supposedly we got money. Hmm. So, I, you know, it's not a huge blockbuster move, but I think it's a move the Mets should make. I think it would balance the lineup, and I think it would uh, make the team better. So thanks a lot for le- uh, letting me suggest yeah, that Matt, over thanks. That's a good point there. I'm looking at him now. I mean, he's hitting 203 on the season, but he's hitting 304 in the last seven. Um, maybe. Maybe, but it wouldn't be for anything other than like cash considerations, in my opinion. Uh, maybe he's a good player. Maybe he works out because you're right. You made two good points of guys that have left the A's and, and have done better. Um, I, I'd have to look a little bit more into him. I can't say yes or no on him, issue an adjudication on him just yet. I like to look at advanced stats and metrics and all that. So um, on the surface, he looks looks all right. Um, on the surface, he looks fine. But you know what surprised me? I just looked at like the the run differentials in the league. I mean, the Rays and the Rangers. Not so much the Rangers, but the Rays, 158 plus 158 run differential. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. They are. That's that's the highest in the league. 877-337-6666. We got Mario on Long Island looking forward to the Yankees' second half. Go ahead, Mario. Hey, how you doing, Danielle? Good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Um, I, I didn't realize the other day you talked about that you played trumpet. Yes. At some point in time. That's interesting because my uncle was a professional saxophone player. Oh, get out. Yeah, I, I played a trumpet from uh, fourth grade. That was the instrument I picked, and I played it till I graduated high school. First chair, section leader, marching band, the whole thing. I still pick it up every once in a while. Yeah, I do. Here, even, too. I played it here. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. That's good. So, so, you, so you keep it up? You, you, uh, uh, somewhat. Right? So you know what it is? It's like uh, the embouchure, your mouth. It, it's like a muscle, you know, like when you don't work oh, yeah, out yeah, your yeah, muscle. Yeah. It's, because, it's... Because I got, yeah, because I got into it, and then I got into I don't know if you heard of this big band, Maynard Ferguson. It was, it was a great jazz band, and I was watching them for years. Mm. And I used to go to all his concerts and stuff like that. So I really liked the trumpet, and I was more into the high-playing trumpet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. One, so, one trumpet player to the other. Yes, yes. So I have two questions for you. Yeah. Number one is, um, I uh, I can't understand why I look at this all the time. Maybe you can explain to me because you're a coach and it makes no sense. <laughs> Every time somebody hits a ground ball, they watch it. <laughs> and then when they see where it is, they turn and run. When you're watching it, you're slowing down. Yes. A lot of times you might beat it out, but nobody ever says anything. Yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Is it true? I mean, you uh, can't yeah. watch a ball. And be as fast as you can. Once you hit in the ground, you know you got to run as fast as you can. Yeah, so or, or no even purpose. like like when you're stealing, you know, between first and second base or second and third base, you're looking into the catcher. Why? Just run. Right, right, exactly. It makes no sense, but they do it all the time. Every single time. Yeah. You, you watch. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know. And if they're out by if they're out by a half a step, they 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 lost that being safe by by looking. hundred percent. And nobody. Why doesn't anybody say anything, Daniel? Any idea? <laughs> Nobody ever says anything about this. I don't know. I have no idea. Second question I have for you is what I don't understand is take the Yankees for sure. Volpe's starting to hit now, right? But when he wasn't yep. hitting, how come nobody bunts anymore? Hmm. I mean, he's a fast guy at 16 and 16 stolen bases, you know, and, and uh, it makes no sense. I mean, no, bunt, the bunt seems to be out of the league. You know, nobody bunts anymore. Yeah, I think um, he tried to today. I don't know if he was successful in doing it. 
Uh-huh. No, yes, he did, but I'm just wondering why when he wasn't hitting, he's so fast. Why not try to scratch out a hit once yeah. in a with a bump? Yeah, I, I think that's a great point there, Mario. I'm not sure. You're a fundamental guy like I am, clearly, and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe he wasn't seeing. Maybe part of the issue was he wasn't seeing the ball out of the pitcher's hand well enough. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. But you would think that if you have to bunt, you, you makes you hyper focused on the release point of the pitcher, and maybe that would help. I don't really know. But you know, bunting on a a pitcher has 13 inches of horizontal break. It's it's not easy. I mean, I think you know nowadays we always talk about you know just bunt, just hit the ball to the other side of the field. But it's like. I'm not making excuses because I'm a fundamental player, all that, right? But coach, even still, it's we, I think, are not accounting for the proliferation of the major league pitcher over the past, I would say, just decade, five years, (laughs) even. I mean, they are, it's just, they have pitching labs now, and it's just so far advanced that I think advantage is, is pitcher still more so than ever before. So just bunt, just push it the other way, just this. I don't think it's just anymore. I think it's got to be relearned. 877-337-6666. Tommy in Long Island. You're up next here on The Fan. Go ahead, Tommy. Um, I'm listening to a lot of conversations, and a lot of people don't bunt no more. Once in a while, they bunt. Yeah. Now, what do you think about tonight's game? So far, we scored three runs. Mm-hmm. And they were all BS runs, you know, like uh, error and all those. So what do you think about the mess? Are they going to come back and do anything, or we're done for the season? That's what I want to ask you, Danielle. Yeah, and and thanks, Tommy. Uh, You know, that's something I've been pondering myself. I mean, I went – by the way, the score is 3-1 to Mets right now on the top of the fourth. Um, Something I've been pondering, you know, since the Steve Cohen – press conferences are they going to be buyers are they going to be sellers what are they going to look like you know by the time the trade deadline comes and um i don't know if i have an actual answer here but i for for some reason i feel optimistic that this team can turn it around i don't i can't explain why i can't but i mean these i guess i'll try like these hitters like they can't be worse than what they are now they have there's only one way to go the pitchers are starting to come around you've got to you know, Verlander and, and Scherzer is starting to come around a little bit. Didn't help that Scher- that Verlander was out for much of the beginning of the season. Quintana didn't have a great outing. I know that. Um, I don't know why I'm optimistic because the general manager is horrible. What can he do to improve this team at the deadline? I'm not sure. But you got a stud catcher. I don't know. I I, I feel optimistic. I do. And you'd have to think that Buck Showalter can't be losing any more games for this team, right? He can't forget baseball in a single season, like right? I don't know. I just have this inexplicable feeling of optimism. And call me crazy. Call me optimistic. Call me glass half full. That's fine. But it's more fun in this city when the Mets and when the Yankees are winning. That's for sure. Because how many times can you continue to come on here and talk about killing the Mets? All right, let's go to John in New Haven, Connecticut. You're up next here on a fan. I think it's more fun when the both teams are losing. <laughs> then I, I put on the stand at night and listen to these Yankee and Mets fans calling up. And losing their minds. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, two things I'll point out. I can't. I am. I am. A, well, I, I, well, I'll point it out right now, though. And I'm not trying to, you know, brag, but you still got to 
it's tough to win a World Series just to get a, even when you get in the playoff. But the, I've, I've been a Braves fan all my life, and they're not so far off a tremendous team. It's, it's incredible what they're doing. Yeah, they're missing. They're missing their, their their top three starting pitchers. Literally from last year are not are all injured right now, and they're still winning like this because their their batting has been. Off the charts. Their sure run differential is awesome. Their their farm system is is solid. So yeah, I could see They're that. Not a record pace for home runs. Possibly, it's unbelievable. Anyway, on the Alvarez thing, mm-hmm. he, he's he's batting last simply because he's batting two seventeen. Why? Who's he going to protect in a batting order with a batting average of two seventeen? And he strikes out a lot, also. Uh, Pete Alonso is that who he's going to protect? What? Pete Alonso, that's who he's going to protect. I don't think he's going to protect when you're batting two seventeen and and you strike out at a very high rate. Hmm. Pitchers aren't going to be afraid of Alvarez when you got Daniel Vogel back hitting two oh nine behind. Who is he scaring? Yeah, that's true. And going back a good hour or so ago, there was a caller. And you were, he was very optimistic about the second half the Yankees are going to have. I don't know, you might remember the call. Mm-hmm. He, he, he thought he was overly optimistic. And he brought up, he, subtly he said, oh, well, I, I think our hitting our hitting's going to come around. Mm-hmm. Season's half over now. You didn't really bring it up or pressure him on that. But what makes the Yankees think that the hitting's going to come around after they've played a half a season? Do you know where they are in on-base percentage and team batting average in the league? They're way near the bottom. Yeah. I don't know because it's always it, – people always want to call up and complain about the Yankees in the postseason and they can't pitch and this and that. The hitting is always yeah. what happens. The, the hitting goes silent. The bats go silent That's in the right. postseason. That's the problem. So without Ooh. Judge, I think they I think they might be cooked without Judge. I don't know. See what they could do yeah. with the trade deadline. We could issue a better adjudication on them, but uh, – I They've got question marks for me. That put it, put it mildly. I'll make one other point too. You were talking about the bunting with the previous mm-hmm. callers. What gets me also is I, I go way back with baseball, but I can't. I don't even know if in this day and age they anybody has a take sign or 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 has to look for a take sign. I see these guys with batting averages up oh, very low batting average. This is batting seventh, eighth, and ninth in a lineup. Their teams are trailing by one run late. They get a runner on or two, and they're swinging at three one pitches and three zero pitches sometimes. That's crazy. And it, this is when two guys might have already walked right in front of them. They they don't play the they don't play the game the way it used to be played. Yeah, I know. You may it's unbelievable. Anyway. Have a good evening. I enjoy your show. <laughs> Thanks, there, John. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, swinging at 3-0 shouldn't be. Swinging at 3-1, that's a hitter's count. That's a good count, uh, but it depends on the situation of the game. You're right. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different nowadays. I, I well, will say that. Both are for the same reason, though. What's that? Both are for the same reason, right? It's the analytics. Right. Analytics tell you that if you're going to bunt, you're better off hitting a home, trying to hit a home run, right? And the more times you get out... Well, if you swing away, you'll eventually hit more home runs. And the same thing with 3-0 pitches. You're going to get more pitches that you can hit out. So that's why I appreciate a guy like Luis Arise, right, in in Miami. Yeah. Because he's not a guy like that. He's different when everyone else is going one direction. He's doing stuff that hasn't been done since Tony Gwynn. Right, and that's the direction 
the Yankees especially should be going. I think the Mets are a little bit more in that direction, skewed that way than the Yankees, but oh, three outcome hitters. And I don't think, what's his name? Uh, I don't think he strikes out all that much. Alvarez, what's his strikeout ratio? Strikeout percentage. I don't think he strikes out all that much. Your Don Alvarez came out. You know, let me find that on the break here. We'll take a quick break. I'll get that percentage for you and see what the league average is. And uh, let me see. Your Don Alvarez. Yeah, I got I got to do a little searching here because your Don Alvarez is coming up, not Francisco Alvarez. I will have that answer for you by the time I get back from commercial. I'll work my butt off to make sure I do have that. My name is Daniel McCartan here till 10 p.m. on the Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. Hanging with you for another uh, hour and a half. Uh, the Mets, I'm trying to get you to score. The Mets are up 4-1 on the San Francisco Giants on Sunday Night Baseball. Thank you for tuning into my show. Maybe you have that on in the background in my show, um, you know, on the radio or whatever app, the Odyssey app. Maybe you're using that. It's beautiful. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, keep the Mets call. A lot of Mets calls tonight. And you know what? I forgot to say the announcement. Here it is. You've waited long enough. We'll take, continue to take your calls on Mets and Yankees and whatever else you want to talk about. Some some guy called before about uh, he ended his call with the spring uh, back to school specials already in stores. I don't want even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just ended school a week ago. Uh, it's my first weekend free, pretty much, because I work both Saturdays and whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so whatever you want to talk about, eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Because I made you wait long enough. I've got a huge announcement to make. I am ready to check off stadium number twenty two out of thirty. In grand fashion. Some might say all-star fashion. Yep, I asked for and I received credentials from Major League Baseball for the 2023 All-Star Game. I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going to Seattle! And I'm counting down the days until I get there. And I'm going to hit the ground running as soon as I get off that plane. I just, I can't believe it. It's a whirlwind. I can't wait. So I tell you because, well, first of all, at 530, the the final results for the All-Star voting and all that, they were released. And joining me in Seattle, just kidding, joining me in Seattle are, um, here's our New York Baseball 2023 All-Stars. Number one, Aaron Judge, his fifth All-Star selection. He actually is a starter. He was elected to be a starter. Got 19% of the vote. Fifth time being elected starter in in five in, in sorry in six years, but uh, obviously he's going to have to sit this one out, which is a shame. What happened to him and how that hazard at Dodger Stadium just went completely undetected. I don't think they fixed it. I don't know. Don't get me started on that. Um, they did fix it. Okay, well that's good because um, to ke- keep Aaron Judge out of the season and to keep Aaron Judge out of the All Star game, and he's one of the most popular players in the. It's just it's ridiculous that that wasn't caught sooner. Um, but I'm wondering if he's just going to go. I'm, probably not, but I'm thinking like maybe because after the All-Star break, the Yankees are going to be at the Colorado Rockies, and it's much closer to get there from Seattle than from our area. So we'll see. I'll keep an eye out for him. Um, if I can ask him, I'm going to be at the Yankees on Wednesday. If I can ask him, I will. But definitely going to be there. Uh, Garrett Cole, his sixth All-Star selection. And Pete Alonso, his third All Star selection and home run derby participant. 
So yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to Seattle, and uh, I want to know who you want to hear. Who you want to? I don't know. Uh, who you want to hear from? How do you want to? I don't know. Just give me some ideas. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna have about I don't know four hours, maybe most things. You know, free time of things to do. Um, let me know what I should do because I've never been there. Stadium number twenty-two out of thirty. Here I come, Seattle next weekend. So unfortunately, I won't be here next weekend. I leave Saturday afternoon. I can't remember. This has been a whirlwind. I'm being honest when I say that. I I do know I leave Saturday. I leave Saturday for Seattle, and I cannot wait. 877-337-6666. We go to Thornwood. And Tom, you're up next on a fan. Uh, Danielle, I thought you were going to talk about it. The next stadium was an NFL stadium instead of an MLB stadium. Oh well, I mean, technically, the Seattle Seahawks stadium is right next door. Maybe I can. Maybe I'll be end up going there first. I don't know. <laughs> that would be cool. Could be. Yeah, I got a Fox NFL plan this year. What's that? You cut out for a second. I got a five NFL trips planned this year. Oh yeah. Any? I've got two planned: Buffalo Bills and Jets, and Giants Raiders. Oh, nice. I got Jacksonville okay. hosting Kansas City, Detroit hosting Atlanta. Okay. That following night, I fly to Cincinnati to go see the Rams in Cincinnati. Then in October, I go to Giants in both Buffalo and Miami. So these, some of these NFL trips are better than MLB stadiums, I think. Some of them are. What do you think about that? Yeah, some of them are. You know, and when I do go, when when they are close, I do like to go do both because I don't know when I'll be back, honestly. So I I actually really liked um, Cincinnati. And I have to tell you, um, I just looked it up there. If you have a pen, you have to go to this restaurant because it was the best chicken sandwich I ever had in my entire life. It's called... Oh. Um, M O E R Moorline M O E R L E I N Lager House. It was okay. the best chicken sandwich. It's literally right next to Great American Ballpark. You, it's hard to to miss. It's on the Riverside, okay. um, but it was amazing. I would go back to Cincinnati just to have that chicken sandwich. It was that good. Fried I'd chicken sandwich. Have that than, I'd rather have that than the. Uh... The chili. Oh, that chili. Th- no chance would I even <laughs> touch that chili. I can't they eat that. Oh, oh, chocolate. First of all, chopped meat gets me. That's the first thing. What's in it? Cho- chocolate syrup, chopped meat. What else? Ew. Horrible. Oh, who eats that? That that's got to be like a joke where like people say that they eat it there, and then we come and we try it, and they're like, oh yeah, it's good, and we're like, Ugh, it's horrible, right? That's got to be a joke. It's terrible. Well, have a good time in Cincinnati. Well, thanks, and you I too mean, on in, all your trips. In, in Seattle. Seattle, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you have to call me back and let me know how each of them were. I got to see uh, what I can do right, and let's see if I can get to on any of those, too. Give me some recommendations. All right, thanks a lot. Thanks for making a call there, Tom. Appreciate that. Checking in. Yep, so I'm off to Seattle. 877-337-6666, along with Garrett Cole and along with Pete Alonzo. We are all off to Seattle. Let's go to Dominic in East Rochester, New York. You're up on the fan. Hey, Danny, how are you? What's going on there? Good. 22 out of 30 is pretty good for a kid. Right? For a young, young kid. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. good. I'll never get that far. Yes, you will. Come on. I'm pretty happy with my Yankee Stadium. And I've always had the urge 
to go to Chavez Ravine uh-huh. until I saw that they have a chain link fence <laughs> still with, with, with concrete on the bottom. Yeah. Honestly, God, when I saw I didn't see the concrete, but when I saw that chain link fence, yeah. I, I, what the heck is that in a major league? Baseball park? I know. Why don't you put just, why don't they just put like plexiglass in front of it so it doesn't, oh you can't get a cleat God. stuck in it. Chain, right. How many times? That's why they got rid of chain link fences because the guys kept the, catching their spikes in them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, I know. anyway, I got a couple things uh, on, on the Yankees, both the, the offense and the word on their pitching. Mm-hmm. This may be a little off the wall, but on uh, the batting averages, I mean, I only really follow the Yankees closely. I, I think part of the problem, of course, you know, I'm old school. I don't like this lineup change every night. Mm. You know, and, I mean, look at today. Other than Trevino, who's the slowest guy on the team today in the lineup? Other than Trevino, probably, ooh, um... Bowers? Come on, pretty easy. He was leading off. Oh, DJ LeMayhew? Yeah, he rumbles. He rumbles around the bases, yeah. Leading off. I mean, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, I mean, Stanton, I mean, I know he's coming back a little bit, but batting third, you know, Stanton's a four or five guy. So, anyway, my point is that, you know, I played a lot of baseball in my day. You know, you didn't change the lineup every day. Guy's batting first, then he's batting fourth, right. then he's batting eighth. You know, I, these guys, I, I, whether they say anything or not, you know, they don't say anything because, to tell you the truth, show me the money. You know, that's, that's, that's a big thing. Because it's a guys. different mentality, too. Are you going to be the leadoff hitter or are you going to be batting fifth today? That's a completely different mentality as a hitter. I'll tell you something else that happens. Uh, you know, the, the uh, shortstop and the third baseman uh, almost collided today on a pop-up. I heard it on the radio. I didn't see it, but I heard oh, them talking yeah. about it. I heard it on the radio, too, but yeah. I believe what I heard, mm-hmm. right? Well, it was, Danny, that's because they're not playing with each other all the time. Yeah. You know, every day there's a different third baseman. There's yep. a different shortstop. There's a different this. There's a different... Yep. I'm telling you, it's not working. I talk to Keith McPherson all the time. What they're doing is not working. My other point is, and this won't be too popular either, but you know, I I, I don't. I wish nobody would call Garrett Cole an ace because he's not an ace. He he hardly ever wins an important game for us. Now, I don't today, know. I disagree you know, on that. The seventh game of the World Series, but you know, it was an important game to win that series. And, I, you know, I know he only gives up two runs. I don't care. If the other guy's not giving up any runs, then you don't give up any runs. Yeah, I get it. I get it, Dominic. And I know it's easy to kind of compartmentalize that. But to me, Garrett Cole's as best as an ace that the Yankees have. And he gave them the best chance to win today, as he could have possibly given them. The but bats went silent. Win, Danny. I get that. He's a good pitcher. I do think. I mean, Dominic, the Yankees. The Yankees are thirteen and five when he takes the mound for them. Danny, I understand that, but in important games, he doesn't get the job done. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying to get rid of him. I'm not saying he's not our best pitcher. To me, I gotta tell you, 
not because of the perfect game, but I think Herman's got the best stuff on the team. I always felt oh, that. He's so wildly inconsistent. I, I disagree with you on there. Sometimes he well, gives he you three knows. innings. Sometimes he gives you eight. Sometimes he's perfect. Sometimes he gives up ten runs. I don't well, know. He's a little girl with the curls. So semi matter, But uh, Cole, Cole just gets under my skin a little bit. That, I could tell. You know, that he, today he needed to win that game. By the way, one last thing. I almost cried when they traded Montgomery. Yeah. I love Montgomery. So did I. And, you know, to me, both him and Sears, if I'm running the Yankees, never, never trade left-handed pitching. Well, never. here's the thing, Dominic. The good news is, and I opened with this before. I'll hang up so you can hear the answer to this here. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I opened with it before. If Montgomery shakes loose, because St. Louis is, is has the fourth-worst record in the league, I can't imagine them being buyers at the deadline. So if Montgomery shakes loose... He is the epitome of consistent. If I were the Yankees, he's already on my radar, especially what he did to my team earlier today. And by the way, I, I didn't want to uh, make myself out to be a liar here. Um, I did find that answer for you. I just forgot. I'm a very forgetful person. The league average last season on strikeout rate, last season, I couldn't find this season quickly, you know, but last season the league average strikeout rate was 22.4%. Francisco Alvarez, this season so far, 25.3%. Doesn't strike out much more than league average. Whereas Pete Alonso is a little bit under league average, and Francisco Lindor is just about at league average, just to give a little comparison. So, yeah, he's a rookie batter, sure, but I think he's adapted very well to Major League Baseball to be just, what, 0.9 points higher than league average, last year's league average and strikeout rate. I think that's, that's really good. Really good. Uh, so... Joke around here is a content gathering and all that. So I um, I gathered some content at City Field. I hope I hope this is enough for for Ralph and Lakewood. I gathered enough content at City Field on Thursday, all kinds for you. Um, but it was uh, it was 24 hours after Steve Cohen addressed you know the media and the whole thing, and um, it was a very measured, very calculated event. And uh, I'm Daniel McCartney, and my trip to City Field on Thursday is coming up next because I had a few Mets players' reactions to Steve Cohen's address. Uh, my rea- I will give my reaction to it, yours as well. Um, all to that Steve Cohen State of the Union, State of the Mets address. And if you want to give me a call, you know the number, 877-337-6666. Talk New York sports with us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hey, welcome back to The Fan. My name is Danielle McCartan. We're hanging for about another hour or so, a little over an hour. Lori Rubinson comes your way then. Uh, so I gathered some content for you. I know the, um, you know one or two people out there don't think I'd bring any content to the radio. That's fine. Um we already talked about how I can't believe how much support that Steve Cohen had for, for Billy Ineptler in that press conference. And I, I can't understand it. Maybe you can help me. 877-337-6666. If you can't get throw through, you can tweet me at Coach McCartan or Instagram as well, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Get at me there. And uh, so a- another main takeaway from that press conference uh, was the onus that Steve Cohen put on the players to turn the season around, which is true. 
I mean, Billy Epler, as much as I despise the man and the not the not the man, the the, the job that he has done, um, yeah, I I I have to say that the, he's not out there swinging the bat, throwing the ball, catching the ball, all that. So, what uh, Cohen had to say is, "quote They're not performing to the level that they themselves have expected. They wanted as much as anybody else, but they got to get their act together. It's on the players. They got to get their act together." Okay, so the very next day. I went out to City Field with the trusty WFN microphone. I went into the clubhouse, onto the field at City Field to see what the players that were available that day or made themselves available that day, uh, what they thought of that charge put forth by the manager. And I reshared all of them to my Instagram account around to the stories around 1130 a.m. for your quick perusal at Coach McCartan. But um, what I also do is I chopped up like 10 second clips of what they were saying about it. And I put them into one reel that took forever to do, but if you liked it, great, let me know. I'll continue to do it. Um, but, uh, the guys that I were, was able to talk to, um, in that clubhouse were David Peterson, Jose Quintana, Starling Marte. He was actually first Marte chronologically. And then, uh, when we went out to the field, I actually talked to uh, Justin Verlander. So in that order, I think it was Marte, then Peterson, then Quintana, then Verlander. And those are the players that were, approachable and available in the clubhouse that day. So I actually thought David Peterson had probably um, one of the better answers here. He, I don't I don't know. You take a listen. It's a little low, I was told. So just t- turn it up on your radio just a little bit. Here's uh, David Robertson and I from the clubhouse on Thursday. Uh, a quote from the owner from yesterday. He, he said, it's on them. They want it as much as anyone else, but they've got to get their act together. What does it feel like to hear that from the owner of the team? It's an honest opinion, you know. I think he's he's as, as invested as we are. Obviously, it's, it's from a different perspective. Um, we're obviously we're on the field every day, and, and he's trying to put the best team together to throw out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's an honest statement. You know, it's it is on us, and it's it's on us to turn it around. And um, like I said earlier, I don't think no one in this clubhouse can really say that we've played to the level that we wanted to play to. But at the same time. Um, we're just coming up to the all-star break and, um, there's plenty of time, you know, and so it's, uh, kind of goes back to just taking it one day at a time and give it our best and, and prepare like the way we know how to and go out there and, and compete and see what happens. David Peterson on the mound tonight, by the way, holding the Giants to one run so far tonight and they're in the bottom of the fifth. Um, he still seems to think that there's more time. Okay. So then you got Jose Quintana. Uh, he also answered my question next, and he was inside the clubhouse as well. Then that very next day, it took him 63 pitches to get through two and two-thirds innings on a minor league rehab start. Uh, not what you want to see, but here's what he had to tell me on Thursday. We need to be together. Uh, we uh, we know that and, um, our owner is going to support to us, so that's, that's pretty you know, that's pretty uh, good for us. And, you know, every single day, I think we need to take uh, one day at a time. You know, um, on this position uh, we are right now, um, stay together and play hard as we can every day. You know, uh, base off. So I think we're gonna we're gonna be good. Um, at, at some point, we're gonna start to win, and hopefully, it's gonna be right now. So because we need it. So um, um, so um, just gonna take one day at a time. So that's that's what I have in my mind. Yeah, one day at a time, and then he went out and didn't do fare so well in his rehab start. So we'll see what happens once he gets to the major league level, and, and that's one of the only reinforcements the Mets have coming down the pipe there. So 
And then uh, we went out onto the field and from the first base foul territory warning track, here's Justin Verlander's assessment of Steve Cohen's challenge to his players. I mean, it's a fair take. I mean, uh, I'm glad he understands that we want it just as much as anybody else. I know he understands that. I mean, he's around the clubhouse. We, uh, you know, we're working as hard as we can. It hasn't clicked yet. And, um, you know, we know it's that time. If we've dug ourselves in a hole and we have to call ourselves out. If we don't start doing that now, um, you know, we're running out of time. So he seems to think they're running out of time. And then so I got Starling Marte's response. It was in Spanish. So I transcribed and subtitled it at the bottom with the English translation from the Mets clubhouse translator. His name is Alan Suriel. Great guy. Um, and Marte said, and it's back to the same question. He said, and I quote through Alan's translation, he said, it feels good that he also cares and that he knows that we're trying our best. But at the same time, what we encourage is for him to continue that support that we really do appreciate it. For him to focus on us watching the games and we'll continue to focus on trying to win the games. Okay, that's fine. So is it getting late early or not over there in Queens? I don't really know. Verlander seems to think yes. Peterson seems to think no. And that very night, of course, Marte went one for five with two strikeouts in extremely crucial spots. Um, and the Mets lost in excruciating fashion that night as well. I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just, all right, they're up 5-1. That's that's kind of what I was giggling at. They're up 5-1. How are they, how are they going to manage to lose this game tonight? I don't know. So what to make of it? I don't know. It seemed like, Cohen's well, a message was well-received within that clubhouse, at least from the guys that I talked to. Um, all of them, and as well as I do, think it was a fair critique. And um, and they're doing everything that they can to do to right the ship. And, and, and that's at least what I gathered from, from my trip in there. 877-337-6666 is the phone number. Is that your takeaway from those little sound clips? And if you wanted to see the full interviews, they are all over my social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Um, I tried to grab Lindor in the dugout really quickly. Uh, and he was like, I don't have two minutes. I said, do you have two minutes? He's like, I don't have two minutes for you today. And then he pointed to me. And then he actually had to go sign autographs for a whole bunch of Little Leaguers at the end of the, the other end of the dugout. So totally understood. Lindor is really usually great with uh, with that. So maybe next time. Uh, I'll be at the Yankees on Wednesday. You let me know what you want. 877-337-6666. I do myself to try to deliver. Why is there a man on the field at City Field right now? What is he doing? He's walking along the track in the outfield with something on his nose. Uh, does he have a nosebleed? There's napkins? What is going on out there? They they didn't tackle him, so which makes me believe he must be hurt. <laughs> what is going on? And they're showing on? him on TV, so he's not a streaker, I guess. Right, he's got his clothes on, and they're just calmly marching him out. I mean... If that's if that's a nosebleed because they were pointing to his nose, I mean, it is a. No- Why would you jump onto the field? Oh, this is bizarre. That looks like it was a nosebleed, and the guy had nowhere else to go, so he jumped onto the field. You got to keep me posted on that. Can you do that? Can you keep an eye on that? I'll look at Twitter, see what they cook up. Although I don't know, maybe I might be at my six hundred tweet limit for the day. Who knows? Is that what it is? Six hundred <laughs> tweets? I think you're allowed to view six hundred tweets for the day or oh, something. Oh, what? That's ridiculous. This is a new thing. If you if you're not verified, just another reason to like oh, buy see? the verification. That's, I am. that's what they're trying to do. Yep. Um, and I think it's like they may have changed it, but initially it was announced we're testing this out, so you can only view 600 tweets in a day. I think that's like 10 minutes of scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. All right. Well, if you if if I'll give you my uh, password over there, if uh, if you want to get into uh, if you're at your uh, limit over there, because yeah, I need to I know don't what think happened. I'm at my limit, but I'll, I'll check it out. 
I need to know what happened just there. I think the guy was in the stands, and I think he maybe fell out of the stands and hit his face. And his nose looked like it was bleeding. And they didn't tackle him, and he had all of his clothes on, and they were showing him on TV. So that might have been a medical emergency over there in, in right field. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. 877-337-6666. That was bizarre. Uh, is the phone number to call. Uh, we go to line one here. Uh, Jimmy, you're in Hasbro Kites. You're on the fan. Hi. How you doing, Danielle? Great. How are you? It's a great show. Thank you. Yeah, it's bizarre, just like the Mets season is. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, no, I was... I called up earlier because, yeah. you know, some people were calling about Lindor and one guy called him a cancer, you know, and they were blaming him, um, you know, for all the ills of what's going on. You know, um, I think Lindor's been a model citizen since um, Javier uh, Baez left. Well, you know, you can make that um, argument. You could make I mean, that argument. I, but but here's, a, Jimmy, the only question I have is this. is and Then why promise a car and not deliver on a car? That, to me, Listen, is questionable. That, that's another bizarre thing, okay? he That shouldn't have been. Yeah, but that's that, that's just a person's personality or whatever, you know. But I don't what know. I'm saying is he's not a cancer. I don't think he's a cancer. I don't see that. I see him. You know, I see him communicating with the players. He's always happy. You know, he's always accommodating to the press and everything, you know. I, I don't see that as a cancer, you know. I can't blame him for the mess. I know he's making a lot of money, mm. and he doesn't come through, you know, on the clutch as much as I want him to, you know. But, you know, he's got great numbers for shortstop. He's got the best numbers for all the shortstops. You know, he deserves credit, you know, for that at least. You know, I'm not happy with his average, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I listen, and, and I'll I'll say the same thing I said to you to the other guy that I said. I mean, I'm not. I, no one is going to give a, a you know a correct answer on that. I'm, I can go around and ask every single player in there, and they're going to say he's great, he's great, he's my teammate, he's great. And 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 yeah. you or I, we're not in there. We don't know. We don't know what he's like. But for, from my experience, he gave me a one-on-one interview last summer. He almost did this summer, but but he, you know he had to go, and I I understood why he had to go. It's been accommodating, right. and you know he, he's like you said, he's always happy. Um, the caller's yeah. reference that he he didn't really like to talk to to Brett Beatty, and thanks for the call there, Jimmy. Doesn't talk to Brett Beatty. Um, I don't know, you know, I I don't know, I really don't. I, I can't make an adjudication on that. All I can say is about what he brings to the field, um, and what he brings to the field is 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 you know a fairly consistent player. I mean, really. And and I, I'll make an argument that you know you could say, and I was going to plan on doing it tomorrow, but you know he he's a career slow starter. We we you and I talked about that when he when they first traded for him. He's a career slow starter. So I'm wondering if he catches fire when he does catch fire. If he hasn't if you haven't considered him to do that already, then you know. Where is this Mets team going to go with that? Maybe he can carry them. I don't know. But I can't talk about what he is in the locker room because I'm not in the locker room behind the closed doors. I just, in the clubhouse behind closed doors, I can't. I won't. Um, but it is questionable that you would you would tell a teammate that, who who you also got into an argument with over raccoons, quote-unquote, in, the, in the, the tunnel over there leading to the clubhouse the season before. You promised you'd buy him a car, and now you haven't. Those are just kind of things that don't add up to me exactly. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. But as far as cancer, no, I wouldn't I would not go that far. Um eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the phone number to get aboard. Quick break, Peter Schwartz update. I'll be back with you right at the top of the nine PM hour. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
name is Danielle McCartan. With you for another hour, Lori Rubinson comes your way. Then, Mets lead the San Francisco Giants 5-1 to one in the top of the sixth. And uh, we have an update. Debbie in the newsroom came in clutch here. She's got an update from our radio broadcast over on our sister station, 880, part of the fam, 880. Keith Rad and Howie Rose talking about the fan that allegedly fell onto the field. You got it ready, Rami? All right, let it rip. Time called. Something got loose out in the outfield. And uh, one of the security people just picked some. St- is that a fan or is that oh, a, that's no, a that's fan? That's a fan. Oh, well, some. I think, he, I think he might have fallen over the railing. He's got his hands up. <laughs> he's, he's surrendering. He, yes, he's surrendering. I think he fell over the railing, to be honest. There's looks like some tissues or napkins that are on the well, on the warning track. So here's the deal. That might not have happened. That. Outfield wall is eight feet high. The railing is, I believe, two feet above that. So you're talking about ten feet. There's no reason to be falling over a railing <laughs> ten feet. Well, hey. there may be twelve or twenty-four ounces uh, for yeah. reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's Howie, funny. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well. This guy's trying to pound his beers before they cut well, it off. He's walking off under his own power, escorted by about six security people. Pleading his case. I didn't mean it. I just fell. Yeah. Don't throw me out. His hands are still up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's one arm that's up. I hope he's not trying to make some kind of point about something. That, I thought the same thing. Holding one hand up, not both hands. Yeah. I think he had a bloody nose. Yeah. And he was he. I, I think he took a hard fall and, and he was holding his hand against his nose. Yep. But you know, I think he's seen enough security footage on, on <laughs> social of security guards tackling people running on the field he he wanted no part of that he, yeah. he looked like he was uh Getting he didn't mean to up. do it kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. well they'll have to tell it to the judge i'm not <laughs> sure who the judge is in this building but it ain't judge judy i'll tell you well here's alvarez well that's funny i mean that's i mean i hope he's all right okay i don't mean to laugh on the radio here but uh He's going to probably have to explain it to the judge in, in, in the drunk tank, the Mets jail underneath the stadium out there. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I mean, that railing wasn't so high either in that standing section. It looked like on TV, it looked like you just kind of hit your knee and, and you could just kind of fall over. And, well, I mean, with the shorter games, I mean, you guy probably hit, hit the drink a little too hard and fell right over, got pushed over, or lost his balance. I still or, can't see how you can fall. Like, I, mean, I don't know. He, he gave leaning over up? for something? It wasn't like he was trying to catch a ball or something. Maybe he was trying to like take a, a selfie or something. You know how people fall off the edges of cliffs doing that? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, a little hat tip there to Debbie for pulling that. Thank you very much. Heard us talking about it, I'm sure. But uh, that that was kind of crazy. And, and and he he literally and we talked we I said it too and he was like he only he had one hand covering his mouth like with a napkin so I thought bloody nose immediately he had one hand up in the air he was like it looked like he was apologizing and then when the one security guard came running across the field the other guy was like you know dude hold your horses this is not one of those situations and 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 Rami was like yeah he's not a streaker I said yeah he's got all his clothes on they're showing it on TV but uh, I hope he's all right but if uh, if that's you and you're listening to the fan right now in the bowels of City Field. Um, call up. We, we want to know what happened. <laughs> 877-337-6666. Until then, we'll continue with your calls in the order that you called. Of course, that's how we do it here. We go to line one in Hamden, Connecticut. Andy, you're up on the fan. Oh, yeah, Danielle. Um, do you think that the Yankees should um, ask Aaron Judge to rein it in a little bit? I understand Judge is the leader of the Yankees, mm-hmm. and he wants to set a good example, play really hard, but... 
I don't know, when you have a 275-pound body, I mean, that belly flop into third base. I, I don't think a guy um, uh, like Willie Mays, I, I loved him. He, he played uh, with reckless abandon like nobody ever played. He played 13 straight years. He played over 150 games. It would have been 15, except he spent two years in the Army. But what I'm getting at is Judge, when he hits the ground, that's a lot of force. And, you know, and when he hit that wall, that, that, the force, he, you know, you have to do damage to your body. So do sure. you think the Yankees should just rein him in a little bit and but, say, you know, we just can't afford um, to lose you for this length of time? I understand the point. It's a point well taken there, Andy, right? But so, like, I go back to this just recently happened where I played in the charity softball game with Craig and, and, and uh, Evan and Tiki and Tierney and... You know, I knew the rule was no sliding, and halfway through my slide, I mean, halfway through the slide, I pulled up, and I was like, oh, crap, Craig said no stealing. Whoops, I pulled up halfway through the slide, and, you know, my point being, I'm not comparing myself to Aaron Judge, please don't mistake that, but what I'm saying is it's hard to take the competitor, like, I was told no sliding. I still, on instinct, did it, so I think they're going to just leave him alone and say, you know, it's a freak accident, you do you, that's it. Yeah. I don't think you can. You can't tell a competitor not to be competitive. You can't tell a guy not to slide at third base. I know the belly flop. Maybe maybe you get him in there and you teach him how to go down to the ground a little bit lower so the belly flop isn't isn't as, you know, pronounced, you know. But I, you can't – I don't think so. You can't tell him rein it in and or don't. And No, the, the guy's a gamer, man, and he's going to continue to game. I know. I've been following the Yankees since 1952. This is killing me to see this guy – not playing any, and, and I don't know. I, I remember you said you, know, you were wondering whether he's going to come back at all this year. Yeah. It is possible. Who knows how long it's going to take for that ligament to heal? I, I know. don't know. I know. I know. And oh, oh, one other thing, um, yeah, um, Danielle. You know, when when you're a GM, Danielle, sometimes you you just have to have the Midas touch. Yeah. I was checking out Zach Eflin, who pitched for the Phillies mm-hmm. and never did a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Tampa Bay picks him up. <laughs> they, they give him thirteen million dollars a year for three, which is reasonable. He's nine and three with a three point two nine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then Texas picks up Nathan Avaldi. Yes, I know. Red Sox. Yep. Who, you know what? The Red Sox let him go. He's ten and three with a two point six four, and they're and they're paying him seventeen for two. Yeah, you I know, mean, Andy, I, 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 you just have to have the minus touch. Yes, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, and that could, it could be that, and I appreciate the call there. It could be that, or it could be, and it was brought up briefly. And this is, I regret not asking this. I don't want to give out too much information. Just maybe I will be back there, but I didn't ask this, and I probably should have. But when you when you hear of people like or teams like Houston who have extremely detail-oriented pitching factories, like actual factory, driveline, all, all the technology, right? And, and I wonder what it's like in different spots. And, and, and Steve Cohen kind of alluded to it that they're just now putting it together for the Mets. So I'm wondering if, if maybe that's the reason why there's been a little decline on Justin Verlander because he doesn't have all the information that he had, that he had in, in Houston. Uh, I'm not making excuses, of course, um, but I'm just trying to think of uh, trying to explain what's going on here. I, I'm wondering, and or I don't know. So maybe when when a guy like uh, Zach Eflin leaves the Phillies, which I don't know what their pitching factory even looks like, goes to the Tampa Bay Rays, and maybe they have a good pitching factory. Could be that too. Could be mixed in with a little bit of the Midas touch, but I, I always look for logical explanations behind things, and that's not logical to me. And I'm just wondering. 
you know, the investments that these teams have made in their pitching programs, I'm wondering. That makes me wonder. That's all. You know, because when you got a pitching program and, hey, like, if you were to move your, your hand, you know, uh, two inches higher, you'd get four inches more of break. I mean, if you don't have, uh, you know, somewhere to, to work on that or to diagnose that, that's that's a disadvantage for you as a team, wouldn't it be? We go to Mike in Cortland Matter. You're up on a fan. Hey, Danielle, how are you? Good show. Thank you. Appreciate it. A couple of things on the match. Now, I'm a big Mets fan. I go back to Kingman when he used to be my idol when I was 12 years old. Um, I'm watching these guys. Now, we all hated Wilpon, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you got Cohen, okay? He's, bu- he's out there. He's buying everybody. Well, obviously, that's not the way to do it either because we got three guys on this team, 40 million a year, Lindor, Scherzer, and Verlander, which I'm sure now Mets fans would think differently. Um, when you get when you get guys Verlander and Scherzer, you're you're in a win now mode. You right. have a very short window, right? And he goes out now. Okay, let's get Lindor. Let's get, don't forget we're supposed to have match too, and we're supposed to have um, Korea. Those two guys should be on this team too. No, okay. I, I was okay with the, uh, a pass on Korea. I was, I really was. Oh, me too. But the, the bottom line is the first thing I did this year. Was go under the total for ninety four and a half wins, which which was even this was before Diaz was hurt. Yeah, I'm looking at this team. You got okay. You got two. You got a one and two, both forty years old. You're reliant on two forty year old pitchers. Sanger, we don't know what we got. You got no fourth or fifth starter. You got no bullpen. Okay, um, your lineup is the same as last year, which died out in the last 30, 35 games. Um, so it's the same lineup. And I'm saying to myself. Why is everybody so optimistic on this team, um, about this team? I, to me, that was the biggest lock to do, to, to do that, was to uh, go under the, uh, under the total. But what's going to happen? Now, if Cohen's got to realize he can't go out and buy everybody because you're going to wind up – what he's going to wind up doing is paying a luxury tax on contracts he has to get rid of and eat. And it's going to be hilarious because that guy's going to have to eat so much contracts that he's going to have to get rid of. We got to take it easy. I mean, we want to spend. That's fine, but we can't build the team by spending only. You can't go out there and get thirty million a year guys, forty million a year guys. It's not. It's not sustainable. And Mike, the reason why they did it, it's not sustainable. And the reason why they did that is because they thought they were win now. And and by all intents and purposes, everybody thought they were win now. They won one hundred and one games last season. So what do you need to shore up the starting pitching? What do you do? You go out and you spend millions on on. A guy that just won the Cy Young Award. Like those those moves, I would have done too. You can't fault anybody for that. You can't, because the Mets, for all intents and purposes, were win now. What they needed was a bullpen, and what they needed was a designated hitter. Fortunately, the de- the um, the the general manager couldn't deliver on that. And a quick update on the fan that fell onto the track, the warning track out there in the outfield. The fan is back into his seat or I guess standing room only area, I guess. He's back. He's wearing his, his his plaid fedora hat. His nose is all bandaged up, I guess, along the bridge. He's high-fiving his friends. He's back. He's smiling. And uh, he is out of Mets drunk tank jail, probably taken <laughs> care of by the Mets team doctors and all that over there, training staff. Good job. Got him right back with his friends within, what, a half an inning. Very good. Very good job by the Mets. Get that guy back with his, his friends. He does look like... Uh, 
my friend's brother. So I just texted him. I said, dude, was that your brother that just fell onto the field at City Field? Hasn't answered me yet. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's a long shot. It is. But I, I recognize the beard. It's probably not him, but whatever. We'll see. I, hey, I'm just working my sources here. 877-337-6666. We go to, uh, let's go to Hank in Ridgefield Park. What's up there, Hank? Uh, Danielle, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm so impressed with the job you've done. I've listened to you since uh, day one. And uh, to me, you're one of the best people on the fan. Thank you're you. one of the few people... Uh, it, it's changed over the years, but I tell you what, you might you might have to give up that job in Franklin Lakes and maybe go work with Evan one day. <laughs> hey, maybe. But, we'll see what happens. But, but I don't know if you've been following the MLB draft at all. We have a local kid who happens to be my nephew, Kyle Teal from uh, Mawa, UVA catcher, All-American, got the Buster Posey Award on Thursday. I, th- and, I thought uh, I saw that on Twitter. Top. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. Johnny Bench actually calls him Thursday, which was crazy when I talked to my uh, youngest brother, Garrett, who has Teal's baseball and white claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, he's uh, he looking, you know, look, three to ten, probably six, seven, or eight. But we're really excited. I was out in Omaha last week to watch UVA play in the College World Series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was an awesome experience. But, uh I'm just uh, so so impressed with the job you've done since day one. I mean, that's why I wanted to call you. Oh well, thanks. But I'm but, interested. Uh, yeah, and prospect rankings 2023. Kyle but, uh, Teal, catcher, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, this this guy that fell. I believe me. I went to a few. Uh, I'm a Yankee fan by yeah. trade, but uh, my buddy uh, Al Barton, who was a uh, Fairlawn and Burton Catholic baseball coach for about 30 years, used to run a bus trip out of Poor's Tavern in, in Hackensack. Yeah. So I know what that guy's feeling. There was one year they wouldn't even let me in the game. They said I was too inebriated. But I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I think he was wrong. But you know, <laughs> of course but, he thought no, he was always, wrong. It's always a good. It's always a good time over there. But uh, well, is he gonna? Yeah, is, is Kyle gonna get to go down to the MLB Network and do the whole thing over there? Uh, you know what? They wanted him to do that, but uh, you know, I think Scott Boris is his agent. Uh, told him not to. You know, Why I not? Guess, you know, jo- you know, Aaron Judge went. Yeah, you never know. Listen, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna spend uh, they're gonna spend the day just with the with his, with his parents, and uh, and then we're gonna have a party on Monday. Hopefully, you know you you never you know you've seen it, uh, Danielle, where they've done it in the NFL, where a guy thought he was gonna be a high pick, yeah, and then all of a sudden he's in the second, third round. Yeah, nothing good comes from it. So, you know, no, he's a great kid. Um, I don't know where he's gonna go. He should go in the top ten. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. He's a better kid than he is a player. Uh, he's well represented. Uh, he he was the first Virginia player to make uh, make uh, all six Division One uh, publications uh, first team. So that's that's pretty pretty uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I'm excited um, to see yeah. where he did. He go to Mawa High School. He went to Mawa High School. That's yes. cool. And his, and, his, and his brother Aiden is there at Virginia too. Uh, he left after his junior year. Had a Tommy John surgery got hurt his junior year, but he's been at Virginia, and he traveled with the team to uh, Omaha. So you know he's in their plans. Well, I just with the Charlottesville uh, Tomcats. They're called a a MLB sponsored league down in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia area. So uh, he hasn't played in a year and a half. He's doing okay though. He's back on the field, and he's definitely in uh, Coach O'Connor's plans down there. Cool. Well, I just uh, I just followed him on Twitter, and I just said, best of luck in the draft, Kyle, so let him know. Yeah, yeah. and Thomas, who you went to school with, his wife is uh, doing October, Tommy Teal. You yeah, remember Tommy. yes, you of went, course. 
Yeah, Cynthia, right? Dad, Cynthia's due. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a girl, right? So, but yeah. yeah you know what? You, While I have you, wait a second. I saw this on Instagram. They did a. How did they do the gender baby reveal? Did Did they really fly a helicopter over the Hudson River with the pink? Uh, you know what, Danielle? If they did, I wasn't involved in that. I'm not crazy about that stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta send him a message. Crazy stuff today. Uh, I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah, from what but, uh, I saw, they they I think they got a helicopter to fly over the Hudson River, and they you had might it be right. Drop pink right. powder, or whatever. I got. I'm gonna text my sister after this. She <laughs> might know a little more. But uh, but I'm telling you, I'm so impressed with your career, the way it's moving. You may have to give up that teaching job. I could see you and Evan doing a main show. I'm telling you, that's how good you are. And I'm not just saying that. Yeah, well, we'll see what I'm happens. I'm not just saying that. I'm an original FAN. You know, I'm a Mike and a Mad Dog guy, Steve Summers, Joe Beningo. Yeah. But uh, some listen, I'm I'm not saying they're bad people. They just they just they just don't get my ire, ire up. You know, it just it's tough <laughs> to listen. But I could listen to you all day long. Well, I'm a I'm baseball nerd. So good. And I'm not just saying that because you're you're a husky. Because I'm a Scarlet, but... That's know. right. We, we were enemies back in the day. <laughs> no, back in the day, but no, but we're all... all uh, hey, how about, uh, you know, who's a Husky on Virginia is the third base coach, McMullen, who, play, who played uh, in the last... Day. He was a he was a star player on the last Dumont High School football team in 1985. Ah, yes. he's a little... And he played against my brother, Garrett, and now my brother, Garrett's two sons are playing for them at Virginia. How cool is that? All Think the Teals are that. in Virginia. We're going to rename the, the university for Teal Virginia University. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that, but, man, I just, I'm just uh, looking forward to you moving up in your career. Thanks, you, Hank. You, you're going nowhere. No, I'm serious. I'm not even, you know. Yeah. People think just because, you know, I, not that I even know you. We got to meet at Grants one day for a pizza and a beer. How's that sound? Sounds great. Is that, I, I, that sounds I'm great. Fine. We've never met, but that, that would sound no, great. Tell no, Thomas. No. We'll, all, we'll all get out there. And Mike. I okay. Thanks. thanks all right. Danielle. Thanks. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Yeah. Oh, the teal. There's a lot of teals in Bergen County. It's a, you know, degrees of separation, you know. Um. So uh, I was just reading something on TV. So anyway, so uh, yeah, so that'd be fine. That'd be great. And, uh, you know, Evan and I, two baseball nerds, I, I, I wouldn't say no. Let's put it that way. Let's go to Chucky out in North Jersey. Chucky, what's going on? Hey, Danielle. Good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Hanging in there. Yeah, I'm a Burton County boy myself. What, you, what are you coaching? Ramapo or Indian Hills? Ramapo, yeah. Yeah, my daughter graduated, I think, 2006. Yeah, nice. nice. Oh, I was 2006, too. Oh, Allison Rose Gordon. Allison Gordon? Gordon? Like Sandy Gordon? Uh, G-O-R-D-O-N, yeah. She's 2006, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Hmm. But anyway, no problem. Listen, I just called about this Aaron Judge injury, mm-hmm. and I don't hear anybody talking about the responsibility of that nonsense in the outfield fence in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. A well, guy could run into the fence yep. and not know, really... Because he doesn't play there, right? If there's a a, a a curb, and he and I mean I don't get I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, no, we were talking about before. Apparently, it's fixed. But what my next concern is: why is there a, a, a chain link fence in there? My my solution would be. If there's a chain link fence in the middle of the outfield padding, put some plexiglass so the guy doesn't catch a spike in there and, and do even worse damage. But 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 it's 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 like it's like a fake. It's really a fake fence, a fake opening, a fake gate. Yeah, it's like it's like a gate for like I think like they keep like the the tractors in through that gate if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but it's in the it's so 
in the field. I know. Play, I know. And with no protection for any player, I know. Aaron Judge, I'm surprised they just that nobody else has gotten hurt. I know. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you. And you know what else, Chucky? I'm surprised that the Major League Baseball Players Association didn't put up a bigger stink. Actually, honestly, about it and demand to be fixed right then and there. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right. I mean, we could, can we talk about the Dante DiVincenzo to Knicks? Can we, can we do that or should we keep that for tomorrow? I mean, we're rolling right along here. Uh, you know what? Let's save that for tomorrow. We'll continue with your, your Mets and your Yankees calls at 877-337-6666. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. My name is Danielle McCartan. By the way, as we look into the Met game here, there is a chain link fence out there in City Field. I didn't see if it goes all the way down, but it does go about, it starts at, 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 at parts about waist high. Maybe they want to think about putting some plexiglass out there. But uh, listen, I, I said it before. <laughs> it was 5-1 Mets, and I made a joke, and I said, you know, how, how are the Mets going to lose this game? And I kind of giggled. And don't look now, but the combination of Hartwig, Brigham, and in Italian, Leone, in English, Leone. Um, yeah, the Giants are right back in this game. F- score is 5-4. J.D. Davis is on second base, chatting it up with Francisco Lindor. It's the top of the seventh inning. Of course, there's obviously a runner in scoring position with one out. Mets 5, San Francisco 4. How can they find new and inventive ways to lose this game? Rami, what do you think? Uh, well, generally the bullpen. I've uh, and shout out to the boys. I have a group chat where every single shout time out to the boys. We, uh, <laughs> at about uh, it's usually the same time every game where the Mets have a lead. It's usually slim, and the bullpen's coming in at some point, usually with like 15 outs to get. And it's like, all right, they have three run lead. We need 15 outs. How can we do this? I'm not a Mets fan. They are, so I, I I'm not doing it to troll. Like at this point, like you know, I don't want them to be irrelevant. Like one of the callers said before that it's bad if they're it's better when they're bad no, because it's better you know, when they're good. You could be yeah, you could call in and be angry. But yet the worst thing is for them to be irrelevant. Then there's nothing to talk about. Right. They're, they're falling towards irrelevance. And this is another game where now they have uh one run lead and what is that? Eight outs to they go. They were winning oh, five four five one. They had a four run lead. Yeah. Oh. And you still need to get eight outs. It's like, do we have any of those? Are we allowed to play any of those Mr. C bombs or, or what? Funkmaster Fleck bombs? Because that's about what's going on right now at City Field. The... We'll see what happens. Falling apart. Oh, man. Well, this could be an interesting show for Lori Rubinson. Uh, Lori's coming on at, at, at 10 p.m. I don't think I'll be on still. Got about half an hour, three innings. I don't know. Let's see. Leone just fired back. Got two outs here in the top of the seventh. Seven outs, one run. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 877-337-6666. We will continue to keep an eye on that for you. If you are watching the Met game on mute and, and with me on the volume, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, if you're driving around and you can't keep flipping back and forth, I got you. Don't worry about it. Um, all right, let's go back to the phones at Millstone. And Drew, you're up on the fan. Hey, good uh, good evening. How are you? Great show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great show. So let me get this straight. So Mets fans are now lamenting what Cohen is doing 
after so many years lamenting Steinbrenner for doing the same thing. If you look at Steinbrenner post-2004, all he did was pump millions into every free agent that came down the pipe. In a, every year, the Yankees are in a win-now mode. Cohen is nothing but Steinbrenner 2.0. And now... The I don't think are people are complaining. And, and now the fans are also lamenting that the, the Yankees... Now, they're using a different technique. They're not going out and, and buying up all-stars at every position, which the Met fans are now complaining about now. Now you see that the Yankees are kind of like, you know, they go three and three against teams that are combined 50-plus games over 500 or under 500. And, you know, the, the Billy Bean um, money ball sort of technique isn't really working for the Yankees. I mean, come on. This is the New York Yankees. You mean to tell me that in, in game three of a series against the St. Louis Cardinals, you have to have a bullpen game? Whatever happened to starters one through five? Why is Matt Blake all of a sudden a genius pitching coach? It just it, Everything is kind of backwards in baseball land. Everybody expected the Yankees to spend millions and win, and now they're not. The Mets are spending millions. And they're killing the Yankee fans for doing this. For I don't know if it's that because Drew, I, I don't know if it's that because of, uh, okay, so I think the Yankees are in a better position here because they've got guys coming back from injury and stuff. The money that they spent, you know, maybe Judge will be back, but Rodon will definitely be back on Friday. Is what they said. So I think the the. It's not about the money for the Mets because I would have spent the money pretty similarly. It's about all the, the the secondary moves that 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 were just not good, and they were all made by Billy Epler. That's what I'm talking about. I, no one, I mean, so far tonight on my show at least, no one's talking about the misspending of the money for the Mets. No, I'm not. Same, is that the same Billy Epler that brought up Kayagawa and talked up Kayagawa to be the next great phenom? Yeah, I think I that was know. the same Billy Epler, wasn't it? I have no idea. I don't know. I think so. But I just wanted to call it. It just, it just seems everything seems so backwards. Where everybody's used to the Yankees spending, they're trying to reel it in and do more of a money ball kind of approach, kind of work with work in a different direction. Because come on, you know Matt Blake hasn't thrown a pitch at the major league level. The hitting, the, the hitting staff, the hitting coaches, they're they're more of a rotisserie kind of, uh, you know, numbers only. Where uh, how can how can you have a guy relate to a major league ball player? in a certain situation that's never been in those situations himself. You look at the Tory years, Chambliss, Stottlemyre, you had guys that actually played. So let me ask you a question. The next time you need surgery on your knee, are you going to ask a a janitor to do it? Well, Drew, and and, and point well taken. I get it. The point is well taken. You're right. But there are a few points there. But I just want to get this straight. I've never complained about the way in which Billy Epler has spent money. I, I just, the guy can't make a trade to save his life. I mean, really. I shouldn't go that far, but um, yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm not complaining about that at all. So maybe you got me confused, or I have no idea, but I'm not complaining about that. And let's just stop that right there. We go to Sam in North Caldwell. You're up here on the fan. Hi, Danielle. Uh, yeah, but a happy Fourth July weekend and Mets game. You know they're of course blowing the lead, yep. but you know we talk on all Mets. Let's talk about the Yankees. Yankees they go three and three. You win the series, Oakland. You have a perfect game. Everyone's celebrating twenty fourth and and MLB history, but then you go to St. Louis, you lose the series against a team who lost back-to-back games against the Astros and let up 10-plus runs. Yep. Are Yankee fans now and the Yankees just accepting mediocrity? Because that's what it seems like. It's just a roller coaster of a season. Like, are we just expecting Aaron just to come back and carry the team to World Series? And right now, they're in the seventh seed in the wild card. And honestly... Yeah, you make that. You're not going to get the World Series. This roster 
what changes have to be made? Personally, I still think they need more starting pitching. I still don't trust it's relieving. And also, nah, the relief pitching is not a problem. The relief pitching is is tops in the league, best in the league. It is, Danielle. It I, is. I've been very impressed with it, but I, I'm telling you, this team will implode in the relief pitching. Clay Holmes, I, I would love him to to pitch like he did in 2021, but he just won't. I I, I have this weird feeling. And then you also have you can't win with Josh Donaldson on this roster. I'm telling you. Well, that that's something else. That's not. Different be constructed to win a World Series. Changes need to be made. Um, Sam, I th- I don't disagree with you. I have question marks about the starting pitching rotation. Uh, I'd love to see Carlos Rodon you know, make multiple starts, and we'll make an assessment on him, but he's oft injured. Um, Severino's been wildly inconsistent. Um, Herman, I know he was perfect last, you know, this past week, but the week before that, he gave up 10 runs. It's what The starting pitching to me is a little bit... Um, a little bit, I don't want to use the word wonky. I hate that word, but it's it's a very inconsistent. And the hitting, I mean, the Yankees going nowhere if they can't hit the ball. I don't care if you pitch a perfect game. If you pitch a perfect game and your team scores zero, you're not going to win the game. You're just not. Let's go to Sparky and Dobbs Ferry. You're up on the fan in New York. First of all, Coach, I hope you have a great time at the All-Star game. Thank you. We'll talk a few times before then. I'm back like three Uh-oh. more times this week. No, I thought I'd be calling tomorrow because I work overnight, but I call when I'm off. <clears throat> Now, the Yanks, I think that Judge is definitely out for the year because, you know what, the Yanks are being way too quiet about it. And, you know, as a possibility, you got to figure they have to make some kind of trade, wouldn't you think so? You would think. You would think that they would try to. And you're not going to replace him, but they would try no, to. not replace him, but... Yeah, because you McKinney is, and Bowers, I mean, that's only going to get you so far. If other teams know that this guy's not going to come back, they're going to take the Yanks to the Queen is in a trade. Yeah, and maybe that's why they're being so mum about it. Yes. Yeah. And as far as today with Gary Cole, today's game was kind of deceiving. He gave up two runs. But the only reason he didn't give up a lot more was because the Cardinals might have did the dumbest baseball play of the year in the, t- in the bottom of the first. Remember how? Let me think back. Um, they got the first two guys on base. Was it the double play? No, it wasn't a double play. You had the first two guys on base. Okay. And you only have the defending league MVP in Goldsmith up. Mm-hmm. They try a double steal, and the guy gets thrown out at third. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it ended an inning, didn't it? It didn't end the inning, but it kind I'm of took the air out of it. It blew that inning. Good. Because <laughs> the guy, Justin Shackle, on the radio starts joking. He goes, this might be the turning point in the game. <laughs> yeah, I was actually watching it on TV at that point. I don't know how I missed that, but I thought you were going to say the, the the single-handed the double play that the Volpe turned to, to kind of bail Cole out of, what was it, the fourth or the fifth inning? The fourth, I think it was. Yeah, Volpe looks like he's doing all right now, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know what, not sad that we also got a message sent to us when it came time to the selection for the All-Star team. The idea that our roster has nobody that's good enough. Well, you got Cole, right, and you got Judge. Cole and Judge. I mean, the thing with Judge's injury, though, you wish that the Dodgers stadium wasn't a wreck. 
But he got hurt for the most important reason because he was trying to help his team win a game. Of course. It was a freak accident. It wasn't like he yeah. pulled a hamstring or something. It was a freak you know, accident. You know what's crazy about that, though? The idea that that happens and they sent the guy to second base, I'm thinking it's not like he fell over the wall and he catched the ball yeah. off the field. He ran through a wall. <laughs> I know. And I know. Now, as far as the Mets situation goes with Epler, which is amazing, it, it still to me comes down what happened at last year's trade deadline. Just remember how he was always talking all like about the amount of relief pitches available? Yeah. Okay. And who did he end up getting? That guy from the Orioles that the Yankees always used to hit around, that guy Richards? Oh, I don't even remember that. Yep. And think about, too, if they could have got anybody, it would have helped them compensate a little for Diaz. I mean, obviously, you can't, you know, make up for a guy like that. But the idea, they could have got guys better to, you know, to help out. You know? Yeah. And I... uh, but I'm going to let you go. I'm probably going to call tomorrow. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk you, tomorrow. Hey, but you, what time are you on tomorrow? Tomorrow is I'm all screwed. Tomorrow is after the Yankee game again. So after the Yankee game until late, I think, 2 a.m., I think, tomorrow night is. So late, okay. late. Okay. Well, Coach, you have a great day, and take it easy. Thanks, Bye-bye. Spark. You too. Appreciate that. All right, then uh, the power of uh, this radio station is crazy to me. Ask, and you may receive. Uh, Brian Hirsch Hirschback just tweeted me the full video of, of we didn't see the man falling onto the field, but I'm about to play it on this commercial break with some volume. I've retweeted it, so if you want to take a look as well at well as well, we'll discuss that and uh, keep one eye on this Mets game. We'll see what's going on there. If you're on hold, hang there. I get to you eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. My name is Daniel McCartan, and that is my promise here on the fifth. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. McCartan and uh, as the, t- the direct TV signal loss goes out here in the studio um, and, and Lori Rubinson's coming your way in about 15 minutes so stay tuned for her I'll do the handoff I'll do the the, the alley-oop and Lori will slam it down I'm sure uh, but uh, like I said asking you may receive uh, this the power of this radio station is a crazy uh, I watched the video of the man on the field not falling onto the field but he's now on the field I retweeted it at coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N uh, Brian Hirschback sent that to me. I was listening to the show all night. Uh, hilarious. He's the guy's okay. And someone else sent me the video of him uh, getting back into the seats. Avery Nichols. They do the ole 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 ole, and they're like cheering for him. The whole the whole side of the stadium is watching this guy. As he's pumping his hands and everything. He's got his fedora on. He's got his sunglasses on at night. He's cool, man. And so, so in in the video. The original of him standing on the field. Like, first of all, it's a fr- anyway, t- the one guy's like, dude, are you all right? And then, dude, the game's going on. And he's t- probably the camera guy's telling somebody, he fell over. 
it's hilarious, right? And then, so if it's you, what are you doing? You fall, you have fallen onto the field. You can't climb back up the wall. The game is going on. What are you doing? Like, what do you do in that scenario? And in his defense, the, the section, oops, I just hit play by accident. The section itself, people are like leaning over the wall. It's very easy kind of sort of to fall over the wall. It's not a high wall. So I'm not sure what exactly happened. There is like a little bit of a drink rail and then the actual railing and then the field. I don't really know. But uh, I'm glad he's all right. And that is insane. I, don't, I, I probably would have reacted the same way. I wouldn't know what to do. I definitely would not have started running because they would have tackled me. I mean, I think the guy handled it pretty well. Really? And then that security did as well. That security's top notch out there. They run a great operation. So that that's it. That's crazy. But he's back. He's got his sunglasses on at night, and he's dancing out there. The party did not stop. I will tell you that much. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We go out to Oklahoma City. Fred, you're up on the fan in New York City. Hello. Hello. Uh, what happened to our farm? Uh, farm. Well, our farm, it, it, when we lose to have somebody come by, come in and take over for the person that got hurt or something. What happened to our farm? Yeah. They lose to have somebody to come in and take over for the player that got hurt. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly who you're talking about there, Fred, but uh, it wasn't a player that got hurt. It was a fan. Maybe, maybe that was the confusion. Uh, we go to Bob in Brooklyn. You're up on the fan there, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Great. How are you? Yeah, well, awesome. Uh, so I noticed you're going to go to Safeco Field, or what do they call it, T-Mobile, T-Mobile Field? Yeah, now. I'll go. And if it wasn't for Buck Showalter, you wouldn't be able to go there because what he's doing with Alvarez is not the first time he ever did something like that. I'm, I'm confused. I'm not that. sure how me going to the All Star Game has anything to do with Buck Showalter and Alvarez. Sure. Okay. He didn't use Mariano Rivera the same way you didn't use Alvarez today. And Alvarez that was is a the Yankees to lose. Yeah, but he still, it's still, uh, is this, you know, he doesn't use properly the up and coming talent. He did the same thing with Mariano Rivera, and the Yankees lost to the Mariners. By the Mariners beating the Yankees, that inspired Seattle to build them a new stadium. Mm. All right. Well, that's a little bit of a convoluted story there, Bob, but I guess I'm grateful for them building a new stadium, I guess. Uh, okay. Kevin and Camden, you're up next here on a fan. Kevin uh, Williams, Seth Lugo, where art thou? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, this bullpen could use them right now. I miss them. Yeah. Uh, they were vital parts of last year's team. And watching this bullpen right now, I mean, I got absolutely no faith. I'm sorry. Guess what, Kevin? I don't even know what's going on in the game because our direct TV went off. In, out in four, st- second and third, Beatty and Canna. Uh, second and third, it's two outs. The six four Mets are still batting, so two outs. But, I mean, I just, I just have no faith in this bullpen. I, I, None. I think still going to blow this game. I, I, I'm sad to say it, but that's how I feel. Yeah, it's like, and, how could you have any faith in them, honestly, though? No, it's true. And, and I'm telling you, Billy and Epler, thank you, because J.D. Davis is killing us. Oh, <laughs> that's true. That, 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 I'm sorry. That, I, can't, I keep going back to it, but that's true. I mean, I was, watching, I was watching the Red Sox a couple days ago. My dad, was, I, my dad was talking to me, you know, 
Justin Turner should be should be on the Mets. I think you know what? You're right. He was a Met to be you know, people forget that, but he was a Met to, you know, way early in his career. Should have never let him go to the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? He became a better hitter. Mm-hmm. Turner and Martinez should be I'm sorry, I keep going on and on about this. The Mets major flaws, I mean they're they're both players that made the biggest issue. But they needed more offense too. I mean this team it's gonna be they need to retool. That's basically what they need to do now. They're not gonna win, so they need to retool for next year and keep, you know, the core pieces, but got to get some young pieces in there and retool for next year. That's my well, Yeah, and, and you know what? Get them in there, see what they're worth, show the league what they're worth, and maybe you could make a run for it. I don't know. Where is Mauricio? Where has he been? They've buried him. I, I've been wanting to see him because this kid's been impressing me. Yep. All year, I mean, I mean, I mean he might not play shortstop because that's Randor, but, you know, and second base is McNeil. But we'll move him, move him to like the outfield. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the Mets were going to do it with Ahmed Rosario. Well, they said the first week of June, they said, "Oh, go learn an outfield position." Why was he doing that in the spring training? I, I completely agree with you. I mean, the Mets need—they Mets. I don't know what they've been doing. I, I, I guess they were banking on you know what they did last year. But this is a—it's it's an older team. It's—it's just—it's the same status quo. And with this manager who's making idiotic bullpen decisions, I have no faith in him. And I'm sorry, I. I I just think, this, like I told you last week, the season's a loss. I, I mean, yeah, you might win this series, but again, where's the team going? That's my main question because I don't see them going anywhere. You know what, Kevin? I, really I, I, I am optimistic for one more week with this Mets team. Just one more week, and let's see where they're at. Uh, I, I wish I could feel the same, but uh, it's just—I I just, it's hard to see because, I mean, Peterson was taking out the full innings. Yeah, after 61 I mean, pitches, what was that about? I, I can't wait, again, to, Kevin. I can't wait to hear the. Me. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the gobbledygook from the manager after the oh, game about I, that. I can't wait, and then and I'll be on tomorrow too. So we'll, we'll, you know, I'll be, I'm, I'm sure be part of the discussion tomorrow too. So yeah, all right, Kevin. Looking forward to tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. Sounds good, Sounds good coach. Yeah, we'll see what that explanation is. Like taking David Peterson out after 61 pitches, whether he wanted to come out or the manager decided to take him out, we'll have to wait for the post game to see that. But that does it for me tonight. Yeah, they've got the the Giants, the Diamondbacks. And then the San Diego Padres. This next week will be the the make or break for the Mets. That's for sure. So thanks to all the callers. Could not have done this without you. I love coming here and talking with you. So thanks for hanging with me over the past almost four and a half hours. Miss any portion of tonight's show. The Rewind feature to about 540. Great job to Rami Lavi tonight in his first solo shift. Holding it down. Great job to Emmanuel on the updates. Peter Schwartz on the updates. I'll see you tomorrow night. Have tomorrow's Yankee coverage up until 2 a.m. Coach McCartan, M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, tomorrow night after our Yankee coverage till 2 a.m., I'll be back. Lori Rubinson, the program, up next here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.